Uh, the following podcast is uh, not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not, not reflect those of the podcaster's employers. Now prepare to see chaos in its purest form with two dudes, one uh, double feature. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic World. No, um, welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk to films, and that is about it. I'm Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, the most interesting man in the world, Owen Grady. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're the Dos Equis guy, obviously. I drink beer, I build cabins. <laughs> I go to my bungalow, wear cargo shorts on dates. I ride with a pack of velociraptors on a motorcycle. Fuck yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a little. I'm so sorry for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're apologizing to the audience and not to me. Owen Gray, most interesting man on the world. I'm apologizing to everyone <laughs> all parties involved deserve an apology i'm so sorry uh, <laughs> except for chris uh, pratt because he's so cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh this my shit i'm in actuality dude too joe hi hey. nice to meet you <laughs> nice to make your acquaintance after almost 120 episodes Damn. Well, Actually, by this point, yeah. By this point, yeah, it'll uh, be little um, fun fact. Folks. We're little... recording this on April seventeenth, twenty twenty three. You won't hear this till June. Yeah. So, so uh, some of this stuff is going to probably seem a little dated, but I don't know. It's relevant for us now. We'll probably, you know what? I imagine we'll do something similar. T- like if we're talking about your how do you do's, we'll probably have a similar experience closer to when this comes out, maybe. To whatever's going on in our lives now, um, I imagine in the in the next month or so it'll be about the same. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so real quick at the top of this, uh, two things I want to bring up. Thing number one: this is part two of a two-part uh, little series where we're focusing on the Jurassic Park franchise. If you want to listen to part one. Um, it is last week's episode where we talk about the original Jurassic Park films. So please go check that out if you'd like. If not, I mean, you can just listen to this one. It's up to you. You know, whatever you want to do. You know? Um, but, uh, it would be cool if you listen to both because they're a lot of fun. And we, you know, we have a lot of fun making them. So, um, also second, and I'm, I'm only mentioning it in this episode because it was sort of a last minute thing. But, uh, even though we did shout out both of them. In the last episode, um, do want to give a shout out to uh, some Dino buddies of ours. Uh, my my friend uh, here at home, uh, Alex Ford, who's probably my 
biggest Jurassic Park fan that I know. And uh, he actually did the intro for the Jurassic Park episode, uh, and it was awesome. And uh, I'm very grateful to him. So thank you so much, good sir. And then, uh, oh, you no, you go ahead. Uh, I, I, a... <laughs> <laughs> no, you got you were about to talk. You go ahead. Uh, and in in over uh, the the Jersey version of this, uh, Daniel Feehan. <laughs> uh, when I was trying to describe this, what I wanted him to do, it was like what, but. Uh, thank you once again. Um, you know, it's <laughs> we're, we're there's so much work that goes into this, like just yes, the show. So it's thank you guys for being part of this on you know such a level. Like that's you know it it, it feels more complete now. Yes, yes. So uh, it was it was like I said, it was a last minute thing. We just kind of messaged. Well, I was talking to. I was talking to Ford, and um, I uh, he brought up um, he's might he might be trying to he's th- he likes he still likes podcasting and stuff because he had his own podcast for a while, and he brought up the Jurassic Park episode, and I was like, funny you mentioned that we actually just recorded <laughs> the whole yeah. episode, um, and I was like, but you know what? If you wanted to do an intro, I think that'd be pretty cool. And I was like, oh, we're doing a second one. And I remember Joey mentioning Feehan, and so I messaged Joey. It's like, hey, why don't we why don't we get these guys, these Dino fellas, to to intro to be the DJ Khaleds of our of our Jurassic Park episodes? So uh, thank you guys. It was awesome. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you to those guys. But also listen to that first one because honestly, it was a lot of fun. Just to. I, I have not listened back to it yet. I don't think... Have you listened back to it, any of those parts? Um, sadly, not yet. I've been just a little a little busy, um, you know, but I hope to do so soon. Uh, I'm just curious. <laughs> I just want to listen. I, I, think, listen. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I had fun doing it, so I'm sure it's going to be fun listening to it. The only thing is, I, I want to... And this is... this Folks, this is me... Uh, berating Richard, so this is not against you. Richard, you need to listen to The Elephant Man and The Phantom of the Opera at some point. I, with, with, I say this with love, but also urgency. And he already knows what my response is going to be, so I'm not going to say anything. It was. It's some version of that, but it's also uh, in relation to a, an infamous moment of ours. <laughs> Are you talking about when we're at the goddamn Magic Kingdom at at Mickey's and, uh, and yes. not so scary? Good grief, folks! Word of advice: it's so funny. never. You first off, you shouldn't be going to Disney with Richard at all. But don't, especially <laughs> if it's a t- if it's a ticketed event, don't go with him. Just don't. <laughs> because because then you'll just be uptight and just be like hey 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 and i'll be like leave me alone don't tell me what to do get out you feel like such a room <laughs> every day <laughs> if you can't laugh at it then it's just traumatizing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, but, but you know what? It, it's all good. It, it it's all worked out. I'm just glad. You know, not to harp on this too much more, but it's just still funny to me that like 
we didn't do we didn't say anything about it for so long and then we were playing battlefront with gifford <laughs> we were like you know what let's you know what let's 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 mend our 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 once troubled situation we had <laughs> Because it's better to just listen, folks. It's better if it just talk. It works. It's and you know what? Now I can laugh at it. <sighs> you know, it makes us a couple of brave little toasters. Brave little toasters. <laughs> and yes, I did slam down a white cased DVD copy of of the Brave Little Toaster, which that's won, that's, that's, would, that's the kind of person Joey is. Which won the Parents' Choice Award. It was a winner. Celebrate the 15th anniversary of the classic animated tale of friendship, loyalty, and courage. Hmm, that sounds like that situation. <laughs> that 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 moment in our lives was chosen by parents as the ideal moment. <laughs> we need to have uh, Richard Richard Stan Richard stands on um, <laughs> stands in the Magic Kingdom on Mars, like the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> I that I I would be honored. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! It's again. It's good to just. It's good to laugh sometimes. Um. In other in other news, Joe Diddy Dan, <laughs> how you doing? Well, I'm just gonna try to keep it as brief as possible. Um, you know, to quote um. Al Pacino in one of my favorite movies, Heat. Don Cacino! <laughs> Sorry. Close. Close. <laughs> Insufferable. <laughs> my life is a disaster zone. <laughs> oh. But I'm sorry. actually, things have been looking up. Uh, Allison's going to be coming down um, in a couple months. You know, and I already got her her birth. Basically, her birth. I'll get her other stuff for her birthday. Yeah, Allison, deal with it. Um, <laughs> is she not? Is she one of those people that's like, you don't have to get me anything. It's fine. No, no, no. She's not like that. But it's like, a, oh yeah, you're gonna get me something. <laughs> it's like kind of what we have. Yeah, we had like yeah. It's it's a war. It's not it's not a it's not an exchange of love and friendship. No, it's it's literally just. You want to you want to go? So in order this time, in th this time, I caused Allison to feel spite for me by buying her tickets to Hades Town. Uh, oh, you son of a bitch! I know, piece That's of shit. <laughs> piece How of could shit. you do that? Uh, no, but I'm excited about that. We're going to try to see a bunch of shows. I think because uh, there's a bunch of exciting shows. Also, mm -hmm. I, have, I obligatory uh, rest in peace. O original Broadway production, Phantom of the Opera. I was, I was waiting for I was waiting for the morning period thing to be brought up. <laughs> uh, I, I, I bought some some official and unofficial merch online. Maybe I'll showcase it on on our program. Uh, maybe there'll be a video where I just wear a phantom mask just because. I, just it's literally just like a five minute clip of you in the phantom mask. You just send it to me. <laughs> like, can you edit this? And I'm like, you're just standing there in front of the camera. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Anything you want. It's like, okay. It's it's actually a Jean Dielman remake, but I, I'm just wearing a Phantom mask the whole time. <laughs> I put no filter on it. I literally just upload the clip how it was sent to me. <laughs> it's just you going, oh. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, we want to see, there's a bunch of shows. I mean, want to see Sweeney Todd, of course. Uh, Peter, Pan, Peter Pan Goes Wrong. 
That is on YouTube, by the way, and it's so funny. Mm. It's because uh, they did a, a taping of it um, for a Christmas thing, and it's got your boy. Uh, I showed you clips from that. Yes, it's got David. So Strait. I think, I think the the this one on Broadway, I think, has Neil Patrick Harris in that. I, he's coming yep. in. He's coming in for a limited run. I know. Yeah, I know the show's on a limited run anyway, but like his run in with the show is going to be super short, as I understand it. Like literally by the time, like he's well, yeah. well done by the time this episode goes up. Um, you know, but Life of Pi, like that looks like it makes things like War Horse, like with the puppets in that one. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camelot, of course. I love going to Lincoln Center. Um, you know, I've seen like South Pacific there, King and I, War Horse. Um, I went to the Lincoln Center for the film. I saw the unknown there a couple months ago. So I, I love going in that area. Um, and, uh, oh, and then as far as movies I watched recently, um, I watched, uh, the original Star is, Bo- Star is Born from 1937 with Frederick March and Janet Gaynor. Um, and I watched the Warner Archive Blu-ray. Looks gorgeous. And it's, you know, even from that first version, it's easy to see why this story has been told so many times, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're ever going to see this movie, get that version because it's in the public domain and there's a lot of shitty versions online as there are just with public domain. So and I right. think it's really important, especially for this movie to see like with Technicolor, you want the best possible, like Technicolor is so gorgeous. Three strip Technicolor is so gorgeous. Oh yeah. I would definitely say check this uh, check this one out through the Wander Archive. I th- I, I saw it on Amazon for ten bucks. Uh, that might nice. be well over by now, but you know I think it's worth. Ch- I got it at a sale actually. There was like a four like Wander Archive title sale. I got like Gene Hackman and Night Moves. Um, obviously, Stars Born. I got Angels with Dirty Faces and oh, not the not the Home Alone fake movie. In case anyone listens to this and think that's no it's not that no no and i also got corvette summer with mark hamill and annie potts oh that's another movie we want to talk about it's like a movie where mark hamill is just out of high school and he helps build a car for a school and then the car is stolen so he goes to las vegas and then annie potts is a character who wants to be a hooker it's it's, that's fat good good old-fashioned wholesome family fun can you imagine just like having like Bo, Pe- Bo Peep and like Bo Peep talks to Woody and Woody's like, well, what are you doing here? She's like, Woody, I want to be a hooker. Well, she does have the, <laughs> she, has, like, the... she does have a hook. Yes, she does. Woody, Woody, I guess you could, Woody, I guess you could say is hooked. Uh. Anyway. Anyway. Insuff- hashtag insufferable. That was bad. Um, I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. <laughs> 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 but how how are you doing uh i'm i'm okay. i'm better than i was i think because i had a last couple of days i've been in a weird headspace but um it's it's kind of coming in and, and it's kind of coming and going at the moment so like some day some hours of the day it's like uh and then other hours of the days i'm like oh all right uh today is a bit of a is a bit of a crazy day. I'm not going to really get into it at all, but there's a lot of stuff going on in like my area. Um, so we're going to kind of see, I'm kind of just staying away <laughs> from, from downstairs and like conversations of ethics 
treated as politics, but it's a whole thing. Um, uh, and a more nerdy uh, thing that I could talk about. Um, I so many collectors deal with this. Joey deals with this. I deal with this shelf space. Trying to fix it. Trying to rearrange it. Especially if you only have so much. I mean, you could get more, but it's a matter of like, okay, where does it go? Where does this go? Where does this go? And so I've gotten to a point because I have a bunch of movies that have not been shelved yet. And so I'm like, I need to find some room. I need to, you know, figure out what I want to do. So um, I decided, because I have two main shelves for movies. I have my main movie shelf, which is behind me. And then I, and then um, to my right, I have like special editions, box sets, uh, television seasons for anything bought television wise, my criterions, my arrow, uh, discs, and just any sort of bulky item typically goes over here. And I thought maybe I could move some of the special, cause I have some special stuff on the main shelf. I thought maybe I can move some of that, move it over here. So I took all of my steel books and I, I put them there and I arranged them like, so that the first bunch are all the 4k steelbooks and the second bunch are all the blu-ray steelbooks that i have so and i i decided to clean house a little bit so i got rid of some things i just didn't want anymore so i have a little pile of stuff accumulating over here of stuff that i don't want so that and it worked out a lot better than i expected um and i'm also utilizing some shelf space that i wasn't utilizing before good i'm trying to be more efficient the only the only thing is that i haven't uh put any of the the new stuff onto the shelf yet and i think it's because i'm getting some stuff tomorrow so i might as well just wait not a, not a big release month in april from uh, this month anyway i'm sure i'm sure by july rolls around i'll be like look at all this cool stuff i got <laughs> or june is this this comes out in june right yeah so in june stuff's got stuff exciting stuff is coming out that i'll just be like look at all this stuff <laughs> dude the july criterion announcements mm -hmm. to after hours um that that western box set is coming mm -hmm. out i mean whoa big whoa you know what's funny so tomorrow that new 4k for seventh seal comes out from criterion and i was at uh on saturday i was at barnes and noble and i just saw it sitting on the shelf the 4k one and i was like I could probably just buy this right now if I wanted it. <laughs> it's so like I always get cautious about that because I've I've had experiences where like stores will put up um some movies or shows like new releases on the shelf and then you go up to the front counter like oh maybe because like you know it's not out yet but maybe they put it out or like something's going on or like they did it by mistake so maybe it's in the system so you can buy it and in in some instances I've been able to get away with that but I usually avoid it because then eventually. Though I, at the same time, I usually will like say, "Hey, you know, I don't think this comes out yet." If it's not, you know, scanning, it's a it's a weird situation to find yourself in. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, um, yeah. I especially don't do it if I go because I go to Best Buy a lot, which I know is kind of like weird now because of their weird price hike thing that they've been doing. Though, admittedly, a lot of the movies I've purchased in the last couple of weeks are like boutique label stuff which is like i think they have their own set pricing so they don't get affected by the whatever best buy nonsense is going on mm. but usually if i go there and i see a movie i'm like wait this doesn't come out yet and I, i'll 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 try i'll test the waters you know i'll be like hey 
can I get this today? And then they'll be like, oh, this doesn't, this isn't out yet. I don't know why it's on the shelf. I'm like, eh, you know, it's what it is. I'll just come back another day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did see Seven Seal at the store and I was like, I, 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 could, I could probably get this now. But you know what, though? On that note, Best Buy has actually been getting some Criterions back. So I've actually been able mm-hmm. to get Criterions through Best Buy for like 30 bucks. Which Criterions have you been picking up specifically? I got Fisher King, mm-hmm. the new 4K of that. Right. Um, Malcolm X I got there. They have WALL-E there yeah. on 4K. Um, they have a lot of, like, pretty much a lot of the newer releases they they'll they'll have uh, i think a lot of the 4k ones i don't know if they've had like the regular blu-ray ones like if you go to barnes and noble i know uh the the power of the dog i i see there at best buy usually they got they have power of the dog um i see blowout brian de palma mm-hmm. um but that's at like a different best buy than the one that's closest to me but i see it sometimes if i go to the one further away but it's pretty cool that, I mean, because it, it reminds me of, like, back in the day when they would have their own little Criterion section. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, and, you know, I remember when I first saw that, and I was, like, really stupid, and I was like, what is this? This is just for snobby people, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd become very good friends with one of those snobby people. What a dick. I know. I'm <laughs> such a shitty person. You're the worst. You bought tickets for your girlfriend who likes musicals? <laughs> I'm a, you ass. I'm a real fuck-up. <laughs> Hashtag insufferable ass. <laughs> I hope that got caught in the audio. <laughs> I, I don't think it was loud enough, honestly. <laughs> You'll need to stick that microphone right by that cheek. <laughs> just, just, just get it. This is, get it. Oof, this is getting real bad. Um... <laughs> We need consistency here. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's about it. What's going on with me? Um, just uh, just kind of chilling mostly. Just getting through whatever is going on. Um, but to be completely honest, I'm actually really excited, oddly enough, to talk about uh, the this the next chapter in the Jurassic franchise. Um, yes, mostly because of. Like, I think the experience you and I both had watching all three of these movies. Yes. And listen, like, we've we've talked about a lot of different movies on this show, especially at this point. You know, it'll there's movies we haven't talked about tech yet, since we're, but we're going to before this episode even comes out. And we've talked about, like, whole franchise. We talked about Lord of the Rings movies, the MonsterVerse movies, the Dark Knight trilogy... Planet of the Apes, um, we've gone through whole things, but, like, this felt like, like, uh, like, oddly enough, like, an accomplishment, and I think... Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you go ahead. I was gonna say, with these movies, you know what the title of this is, but this is, I think, the first time I have watched the, these, this particular trilogy of movies as a trilogy. Yeah. Because for a long time, I watched the first two together... Or, like, I would watch the second one a lot, you know, just by itself. Uh, but this is the first time, really, where... I think this is really the first time between this episode and this where I was watching all six of these mo- of the Jurassic movies as, like, one as one thing. You know, sort of as, like, a mini-marathon, if you will. It reminded me of, like, one of the reasons why I like doing the show because 
like you do things you wouldn't normally do on your own time. Yeah. Like like watch all the Jurassic Park movies. All six of them. Um and it's it's it is kind of just strange like I after we finished that last one uh, it was just kind of strange like we did it. Mhm. We we got through it. We got through all six movies. We we accomplished it. We haven't recorded yet, but we at least did something. Yes. And it felt it felt like an accomplishment. And it might be because like it, like again, it's sort of a new experience in a weird way, but also um because we had planned to talk about these movies for so long and to finally like get to that point. Granted, we're doing it early now. So <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're we're getting ahead of the game a little bit, but yeah. at the same time, it's just it just was like we because that I think this franchise was the one franchise we were always like, why does it take us so long to get to it? Mm. You know, and then yeah. we had planned it so many different ways and how we were going to do it, and of course the one the one note, especially from Joey, was do not repeat Star Wars. <laughs> well, because <laughs> look. <laughs> It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, and it's also kind of a thing too. Where I mean, I love doing the franchise thing too. Yeah. And I think there's some franchises where it's just better to talk about it as a franchise. Oh yeah, We've done it with the Ma- the Matrix sequels. I thought was that was one of my favorite episodes ever. Honestly, is when we talked about those. Um, you know, and again, even though we break this rule sometimes, we try to stay away from remakes. But again, even oh, yeah. though that can go into some interesting conversations i do like having like movies that are like flash gordon and thor ragnarok you know or scott pilgrim versus the world and the adventures of Tintin. you know i'm going going digging way back with that's 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 like single digits (laughs) really really old stuff you know like kind of double features you know like that i mean we still we do those still obviously um but i think it's you know it is cool i think this is one of those franchises where we with the first Jurassic Park, especially, we had a few ideas. I know, like one idea, if we ever did like a remix, would be um, like Rise of the Planet of the Apes with Jurassic Park because I think it's one of because the they're few, so yeah. I, I think they're very like I think it really captures sort of like you know in a sense one of the things that made Jurassic Park so successful was that both of those stories, even though they're like kind of like these like whoa this this is so ridiculous, it makes mm-hmm. them like b- really believable um, to a level. To an extent, and also really pioneering, groundbreaking special effects, uh, vis- visual effects, you know. So, um, uh, there's that. But without further ado, okay, um, we're going to talk about the former uh, record holder for the biggest opening weekend of all time. The uh, reason why Chris Pratt <laughs> is so cool. The reason <laughs> why. The reason. The reason. I mean, listen. The, the 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 film that we started all with the movie that truly shows us that BD Wong really has the drip. All right, that's 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 a fact. That's <laughs> that's if, an absolute. If, there's if, no opinion there. It's fact. If you disagree, and sometimes I'll, I'll jokingly say it's okay to be wrong. Like no, no, stop it. You're you're actually wrong. Stop you're f- it. actually factually wrong. He is he is sexy as hell. He is sexy as hell with those <laughs> turtlenecks, uh, especially in that second. The second movie, he's got some great. Is that really great? Ugh. I mean, the T in this great. Um, Irf- the late Irfan Khan is in this movie. It is fantastic. What is this movie? You might wonder if you didn't read the title <laughs> for this. I <laughs> didn't hear what we just said. This is Colin Trevorrow's um, second best film behind the Book of Henry. <laughs> Oh no! 
<laughs> I, I can't. The movie. I actually can't say the it, difference between the two. <laughs> the difference between the two is the the one movie is the movie that made people go, oh, maybe you could do Star Wars. The other one was like, no. <laughs> Listen, and I haven't seen Book of Henry, so that's just a, that's a low blow on my part. I I apologize. <laughs> Book of Henry is terrible. I'm, listen, when I saw it, was it safety? Listen, here's the other thing you understand. I saw Safety Not Guaranteed, which was his first directorial feature. He didn't write it, but it was his first directorial feature. Jake Johnson is in it. Mm-hmm. Who's in this movie? Who's in this one? Yeah, and I I really liked it. I I really liked that movie. I'm like, okay cool this guy's making this guy's doing a jurassic movie all right great awesome awesome stuff um and this movie was had to be one of my most anticipated movies of all time because the last time i mean other than seeing the jurassic park like 3d re-release the last time i had seen a new jurassic park movie when i, when I was single digits i was eight <laughs> seven eight years old when i saw jurassic park 3 in theaters little baby joey little little tiny me a uh, little old me little brave little toaster you <laughs> listen 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 man i i bet you that jurassic world is a parent's choice award winner and we eventually <laughs> celebrate the 15th anniversary of a classic anime oh sorry what's not an animated movie never mind <laughs> no but the, this movie i was so i'm gonna get i'm, I'm probably cutting up but i was so anticipated for, i was so excited i bought the soundtrack i you know i have I got the poster, you know, I got a bunch of the toys, um, you know, I, I, there's pictures of me, like, with the poster, where I'm so excited, and when I first saw it, I had a really good time, I saw it three times in, in theaters, and it's, it's kind of a, per, in a sense, it's kind of a, a perfect encapsulation of, like, the big movies of 2015, mm-hmm. where it was sort of like the legacy, the legacy sequel, nostalgia revival, where this was a sort of a soft reboot of Jurassic, where I know people have said you could, they, the other movies are can't like Lost World and Three are canon, mm-hmm. but if you're just a regular person, a Joe schmo, if you will, and you had only watched the first, only cared about the first movie, you don't have to watch Lost World or Three. This movie, like like World, I think is a, is and honestly, in some ways, makes some ways makes maybe more sense as a direct sequel to the original, even though mm-hmm. I love Lost World and, you know, my nostalgia for Jurassic Park 3 is well-documented at this point. Oh, yeah. but Because, again, this is a movie where the concept, like, it's... It, it, the concept of it is so appealing. The Jurassic Park is open. And that was the tagline. That was the tagline for the movie. The, the park, park is, is open. open. And it was like, whoa! And Joey? Joey? I think, um... It's crazy to think that we just have not said the title. <laughs> so Jurassic I, World. After, I was gonna say you can build it up a little bit, or just it's up to you. <laughs> Jurassic World. <laughs> Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. <laughs> Folks, tried to make it phonetic. <laughs> the park is open, so you can open the door, get on the floor, <laughs> the floor and, and everybody walk, walk the dinosaur. The goddamn dinosaur. <laughs> so, Jurassic World. Jurassic, do you want to talk about your history with this movie a little bit? Or just... Sure. I mean, because I don't know if I was... I remember, like, being interested in it. 
because like i mean i love the original one so much and like the sequels were fun but this because this came out 2015 i think this was at a point when i was kind of how do i explain this i was kind of getting out of my like college snobby phase and just kind of just being like i like movies just kind of getting to that point but of course like the the landscape of the kind of movies being released is you know obviously like legacy sequels and remakes and live action remakes and reboots and sequel franchise stuff while there was obviously a lot of great ones like mad max i think i was still on a mad max high (laughs) that year as well because that movie was fantastic oh yeah because wait did jurassic world come out before fury road i have a weird uh i have a feeling fury road came out in may i I could be wrong i think it was because i have a i had a poster but it had a hole in it i thought it was may 5th That'd be my guess. May 15th, because it, it wouldn't have been May 5th, because of Age of Ultron probably came out the first weekend in oh, May. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Now I know. Okay, I'm back in my, my mindset, because, like, obviously, like, the Marvel movies were a big thing, and this was kind of the first time I was just feeling lackluster about Marvel movies. Right. And so, uh, I just remember, I remember my one friend being really excited about it, kind of maybe in the same vein you were um and i just remember thinking okay you know i'll I'll, I'll go watch some dinosaurs why not and so i go to see the movie wasn't that that was the same year force awakens came out wasn't it and creed so listen a lot of a lot of really good ones (laughs) a lot of really good ones um and it kind of like I remember watching it, and it reminded me a lot of my experience watching uh, the the Godzilla, like the legendary Gareth Edwards one, because I was like, "There's some cool bo- there's some cool bits," and I like 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 the the end scene where the dinosaurs fighting the T Rex and stuff, but I just don't know if I was like immediately wowed by any of it, right? Initially, um. I don't know. I, I it wasn't it wasn't a movie that I immediately put a lot of thought into um, when it initially came out, and then what? And then you know I got it on D, I got it on Blu-ray when it came out, and I watched it a couple more times. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's entertaining, you know. At the time, we're like Chris Pratt, yay! <laughs> Again, at the time, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, I. I knew who she was, but I completely forgot that I'd seen her in other things, if I'm being honest. Nothing against her, because she's amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was like, oh, look, Vincent D'Onofrio. I like Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> um, I, I liked... A lot of people were excited about that, because he, <laughs> he was just in Daredevil, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, he's in a Jurassic movie! Like, it's Kingpin! It's Kingpin! This dinosaur's name is Vanessa. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, and like, I just remember people, people just being really excited about it. And like, obviously the Chris Pratt, like hand thing, like was mimicked online a lot. Um, I know there was like a viral, uh, thing where a guy at a zoo was doing that with animals at the zoo that he worked at. Um, so like, I, I saw the, the popularity of it around me, but I don't know if I ever like, jumped into it myself personally i got more i think i got more excited about the sequel which we'll talk about but um 
Yeah, and, he, and all the all these years later, I think I'm kind of about the same because mm. I've seen it. I think at this point, I've seen it. I saw it once in theaters, and then I saw it. I think incomplete uh, viewings, obviously with you. I think this is the only time we've watched it together, isn't it? Because I don't remember I ever watching so. it that, with you. That that would make sense because I I mean I don't think either I mean. I don't, I mean, the first time I saw it, I really liked it, but it's one of those movies where, like, the value of it, and it makes me think of, um, no, you want, sorry, I'll, I'll finish. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, it's, it's okay. But yeah, it, like, like I, you're right, I, it's it's not a movie, you know what, oddly enough, and this might be controversial, and I'm only saying that because Marvel fans might come after me, <laughs> but uh, it it reminded me a lot of the Avengers movie, the first one. At least in the sense that, like, my, my personal experience, because, like, that first Avengers movie, watch it in theaters, you're having a great time with it. You're like, oh, this is so fun. But then right. you watch it again at home, and it's like, oh. I think that's Avengers Endgame for me. Mm -hmm. like, I, I could feel that, know, too, with Endgame. Like, it, it was, going off of that, it makes you think of, um, I don't know if you ever watched Nerd Writer. He's got, he has I've seen a lot, few of his videos, yeah. A lot of really good stuff. If you have, I might link it mm -hmm. there's like a, a thing about like inter intertextuality where like you know like things referencing other things basically mm -hmm. you know like one of the examples they give is like um you know the beauty and the beast teaser trailer all it had was like the music and then the rose and then the tagline be our guest right that's it all of that is just reference it's all that's all it is right and mm -hmm. you know that's all it is and it's kind of a thing where it's like a i think he describes like unicorn blood where it's like a half-life thing where it's like it gives you a hot high but it's only it only it's only lasts for so long and i think that's a perfect descriptor of this movie because there's a lot of moments where i was like and even this viewing i think i was more positive on it than i was in like recent viewings because mm -hmm. like there's a lot of like cool things like people in the park they're using a monorail mm -hmm. there's like a sea world looking thing for them for the mosasaurus right makes you think of and, blackfish and and speaking of people in the park I do want to give a shout out to uh, an old friend of mine, Carter Friend. Mm. Um, though I, I remember distinctly the last time I watched the movie before this time because I messaged him because it'd been a lot because I haven't talked to him in so long. But we used to do YouTube videos together, and uh, we talked about um, all types of things. I might have brought him up a couple of times on the show. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he um, uh, when he went to California to go to school. He uh, periodically would do like extra work and and some other things, and I mean he's been in some pretty cool stuff, and uh, so one of the one of my one of the exciting things is the two times I see him in this movie, I'm like oh there goes Carter, yeah. So I always get excited to see him, um, and he doesn't die, to my knowledge. So that's also like good job. Listen, I know a guy that can survive a dinosaur uh, escaped park, so that's pretty cool. So shout out to Carter cool. on that note. But I messaged him yes. and I was like, I, I saw you. I, saw, I just saw you and I just made me think of you and I wanted to say hi. And he's like, I, I, he's, I think he said something like, you know, I keep forgetting that I did that or something. Or it's like, oh, it's been so long, you know. So it was nice to, yeah. it was nice to say hi. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. People, people in the park. People, people in the park. I mean, like, and I think about like too, like the visit, the visitor center. People using. The vi like the mm -hmm. visitor center, all of like the restaurant, all the product tie-ins, uh, you know. Which, as a as a theme park enthusiast that you are, 
Like this, yes. I imagine a lot of these factors come into play, and you're like, like you, you think of like the functionality of it all, and just like, oh wow, like it's kind of impressive, yeah. yeah. Yes, and like you think about because you think about that first Jurassic movie, and it's like well, we're in awe, but I don't know if people would have been in awe of it for that long because you got like basically you got basically the safari tour and the visitor center, yeah. And I don't think there's that much. I get. I think they were banking, and it honestly makes sense because one of the themes of this movie is people want bigger. People mm. want bigger things. They more say teeth. more teeth, more, more teeth. teeth. We want monsters. We want monsters, right? Mm. Um, and there's some good moments with that, uh, honestly. Um, which I will say, I'll give points to this movie because that's a setup for a moment that happens later in the movie, where the kids like, we need more teeth. Yeah, and so that's when the T Rex comes right. in. Rawr. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, no, but um, I could because they're but like because like nobody's impressed with the dinosaur anymore, and in some ways that's like I think about that with theme parks. Think about the Enchanted Tiki Room in Disney World. Okay, back in the day, this was the this was the first audio animatronics show. Right. Like, if I can only imagine if you were just a person back then, you're like, oh my gosh, a talking bird. You know, it's like you know, oh. but today. Today it's just okay. This is the attraction I go to 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 you know get out of the sun for ten minutes, you know for at I, least for a lot of people. In this. <laughs> I know. Well, I know you're you're a big tiki room guy. Like you actually really like the tiki room, and I always feel bad because like because we've we've gone on it twice, and and the many times we've gone on trips together, like three times now, right? Three, four. I don't know. I've lost count, but you know, hey, we do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, every both times, uh, I would nod off a little bit, and I'm like, "No, stay awake. I want to stay awake for this. I'm sorry, Joey." Yep, but it, but it's okay. It's okay. It's 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 a fine enough attraction to do that, and it's cool in there. But I don't wanna. I, I feel like I'm disrespectful when I do it. Plus, I don't want to snore. Know, next next time, we'll 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 go for the complete experience. Then right. I don't hold it against you, honestly. Um, I appreciate that. But. You know, but like again, like that, or like Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a cool attraction. Yeah. But I imagine for a lot of people who've heard all the stuff about Pirates of the Caribbean, they're like, "Oh, well, what is this?" <laughs> like, okay. and that's why it made sense for Shanghai Shanghai Disney's park to make that like a more intense and more exciting and more technologically advanced kind of thing. Right. You know, so it, it's it's I do appreciate like from that standpoint, um, from that standpoint as well, uh. So like a lot of the theme stuff, I think some of the the there's some like good character moments. I, I think my favorite scene between characters is with uh, Irfan Blake Ray Irfan Khan as uh, Miss Ronnie, who's like the owner of the co- of the company, the new Hammond, makes, I guess. The yeah, the new Hammond. Um, you know, he's always like spare no expense. Uh, miss that actor, and B D Wong obviously pl- returns as Doctor Henry Wu. Uh, he's significantly you know, sexier. Not that he wasn't in that first se- movie, but oh. right. <laughs> but anyway, like, so then they talk about like because obviously Indominus Rex is like wrecking shit. Yeah, and they talk, they have this conversation about like you know the memo, but more teeth and you know cooler. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's it's. You know, you created a, a monster, and he goes, "Monster." I love BD Wong. Monster is a relative term. To a mouse, a cat is a, a cat is a monster. We're just used to being the cat. That's true. 
it's it's a really like that's a really good moment um and i think i'm trying to think of other like other moments i mean obviously like I, honestly some of the action beats throughout some of them are like nifty ish moments there's like spurts that i'm like ooh but like really <laughs> when it gets like i'm sorry just the ooh <laughs> i mean in in some ways i kind of like how in some some of these movies these these movies how low key the third act is like mm-hmm. the third act battle when you think about it like yeah there's a bunch of dinosaurs fighting at the very end but it's not like they're destroying like eight city blocks no you know it's like a row and it's like main if, they, if two dinosaurs are fighting in main street usa basically it's yeah. like okay there's, they're just there's not people anywhere because they're all off in like the safe areas it's just uh, uh it's just the our central characters oh and speaking of the central characters oh man um who do you want to start with <laughs> do you want to start with the adults or the kids well, listen, with kids, I have nothing against the child actor, you know, child mm-hmm. actors and all that, obviously, you know, I have no criticism of that. It's just the, the way they're used yeah. is just, it's kind of like another, like, okay, these kids are sent off, their parents are going through a divorce, poor Judy Greer. Judy, listen, it should be noted, Judy Greer, in her second performance, or her first, actually, because she did this before Halloween, but her first uh, performance as a as a as a mom named Karen dealing with shit. <laughs> Though uh, and also sat- the same year, twenty fifteen, she was um. So it makes uh, Ant Man. She's also an Ant Man. Yes. Her and Michael, uh, not Michael Douglas. I'm about to say she was together. Michael. <laughs> Paul Rudd. It's not with Paul Rudd's character. Is her name Karen in the Ant Man movies? I don't think so. Please look. But it now up. I have to look because <laughs> if it's also Karen, then I I don't know what I gotta say. All right, here we go. Ant Man film, twenty fifteen. Ant Man is a twenty fifteen American superhero film. We spoke about that nonsense. <laughs> you're seeing, the, you're hearing this live, folks. I'm trying to figure Maggie. out Maggie. Maggie. Okay. All right. All right. At least it's at least it's different. The connected. It's different. The connected tissue is the Karen tissue uh between halloween and jurassic world and the jurassic world and ant-man is the divorce <sighs> like judy greer it, 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 deserves better yeah. that's all i'm saying she d- she does but basically these kids are are dropped off um are dropped off uh, to hang out with their to, uh, their aunt claire aunt claire but she is very busy because she is a girl boss she is <laughs> jurassic park <laughs> Um, lady, welcome to Jurassic World. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, fits perfectly in Joey's favorite movie trope: overworked dad. <laughs> <laughs> she's basically—it's kind of funny because with these movies, she's basically both Ian Malcolm and Grant. Because Grant in the first in the first movie, um, you know, is like a uh, baby smell. You know, ah, <laughs> uh, baby stink. I don't like them. I don't like babies, and she <laughs> refers to animals as assets. Okay. Uh, yes, every every everything in the park she refers to from a business standpoint. And like, and she's like Ian Malcolm's. Her character is very different in the second movie, but it makes sense given sort of like the journey mm-hmm. she uh, she goes on in this movie. So, which is kind of like is nifty. Like, there's because she thinks of these things not as like animals, but just as like 
property. Basically, property theme park attraction. As as Vincent D'Onofrio says, extinct animals have no rights. You oh. Know? Uh, but, oh. like, there's the scene where they, they see, like, the, the brontosaurs, uh, and, um... And that's a very upsetting scene. Mm. The little foots, as Richard Rice called them. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was hoping uh, you noticed piece. my nod. Just, uh, yeah. uh, I, I was thinking about not doing it, but then I decided I uh, you got You have to at this point. I had no choice, sadly. Sharp tooth! Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guard the leaf. <laughs> that's a weird Petri moment. <laughs> oh, no! Ooh. Eggs. <laughs> no, but but she she's fine. And then you have Chris Pratt, living action figure Chris Pratt. This is like during his like breaking breakout moment. Like it's kind of early stage of like, oh, he's not just that funny guy from TV. He's he's the action star. He's funny and he's an action star. Chris Pratt. He was also in Her. Yeah. <laughs> he's very good in that. But um, but in this movie, he's not, like, he's basically just cool guy. Yeah. Like. It's very on the surface. Like, imagine if Robert Muldoon from the first movie, but, like, like more, like, leading man type, basically. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. You know, and this movie, this movie it almost has no, like, self-awareness about that. No. It's more just like, look how cool he is. Look how cool this action figure is. We uh, want to be with him. And, and just, even with the kids just going, oh, we'd rather be with him than Aunt Claire. And it's just, uh, just nauseating. <laughs> I just feel like, I get it. Okay. That was, that was nauseating. Yes, for sure. But, but it also doesn't help that there's not much chemistry, I don't think, with the two leads, especially here. Uh, this is like it's kind of a void. We're just gonna get two relative. We're gonna get two uh, uh, redheads, and we'll put them together and see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. But basically, like obviously, Chris Pratt's character Owen Grady, coolest guy in the universe, is <laughs> is like he was a former <laughs> Navy guy training raptors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was training raptors. Okay, specifically blue who is basically the main dinosaur she is ba- uh, some people have called her a glorified dog <laughs> wolf if anything <laughs> wolf if anything but dog I, I just, I, I just dog for, for chris pratt Sh- dog. schnauzer but, but also like a like, uh, like, like um, sister from a, from another mister basically because they have a, especially the third movie where it's like they have a, almost feels like a blood pact to save <laughs> Blue's child. If you don't get her but, back, I'm gonna eat you. Okay, all right, I got you. It's like, <laughs> but but basically, this also factors in because Vincent D'Onofrio is a uh, Vincent McBagged guy, and he <laughs> wants to um, have the Raptors be secret ops agents. Uh, basically, he's read too many comic books. Think I of Seal them. Team Six, but dinosaurs. But dinosaurs. He's the eh. guy who says, "Open the door, get on the floor." Everyone, dinosaurs are gonna kill you. Dinosaur, <laughs> these dinosaurs are gonna eat you. And you know, um, he he's just like, 
you know, but it also makes me think of like an earlier draft that they had. I think this is a real thing, or at least it's something that people talk about with Jurassic Park 4, how they're going to have human-dinosaur hybrids. Oh. have dinosaur soldiers, basically. Oh. I don't know how true that was, but I always hear people talk about that, so I figured it'd be good to bring it up at least. Could you imagine? It, it, it would be weird. Yeah. But I think they went, I think as far as like a mainstream approach, they went with the right decision just to make it like, okay, these dinosaurs, like, yes, this is a theme park, but the real money is going to be in the military contracts. Yeah. Which is a theme that goes, in, goes into the second, um, the second movie. Um, but, you know, I think the big thing is, like, the human leads in here, the leads specifically, are not interesting. And, you know, I will say, like, the the the, the, the visual effects hold up m- much better than I was expecting them to. I was going to say, do you want me to bring up the, the my teenager comment? Oh, please. yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, this is nothing to do with the, the actual kids i do like the one kid that's like the younger like the nerdy kid he's in a lot of good stuff he's good and in insidious i like him there he's fun with robert downey jr and iron man 3 um ty uh, simpkins mm-hmm. and ty and he was in the whale he was v- he's very good he's he's very good in the whale actually um he's sort of like uh he's like a uh, no pun intended. A gray area character. <laughs> um, I also um, want to bring up Nick Robinson as the brother. As the brother, he's also good in other things. I know he's Was in that, that Dear Simon, movie? like Love Simon, Dear Simon. Right. Yeah. I think the first time I could be wrong. I think the first time I ever saw him, he was on a sitcom with uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Um and Melissa and Joey. That yes. Melissa and Joey. He's also on Boardwalk Empire. There's a bu- bunch of. Uh, bu- it was Love Simon. I, I think I said Dear because I thought of Dear Evan Hansen. Oh no. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> but okay, so famously, at least amongst Joey and I, I I uh, I don't like teenagers. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I. It's. It's just a thing. Because <laughs> they're they're mean. They're they're. You know, rude. They think they know everything. See, I thought you were going to do the, um, <laughs> the the subway from Lost World. They're like, <laughs> I did do a, a hand claw thing. That's what I was like. <laughs> I believed you. <laughs> Quiet. They're approaching the movie theater entrance. <laughs> no, not that I have anything particularly like against all teenagers is just most teenagers it's, i think it's an old guy thing i started to adapt it's like ah, oh, teenagers is the worst um but i don't put this against all teenagers on that note but joey knows this about me um and the funny thing about this movie was that and i think this is this is at least from what i've seen with colin trevorrow in book of henry and this where like the way he writes teenagers is kind of obnoxious to yes. me personally, and so <laughs> I go I, I while we're watching I say to Joey like, listen I I this coming from someone that doesn't particularly care for teenagers maybe is a little bit terrified of teenagers. This is terrible. 
like like the way the way these teenagers are coming off like clearly like it feels like it was written by someone in their 40s <laughs> like try tried to like you know and again this isn't the thing on the performers they they did the best they could with the material they had but at the same but at the, but at the same time i think the material they had wasn't very good <laughs> You know what? You say that, like, from 40-year-old, I think it's from the perspective... I don't know if Colin Trevorrow's, like, an older sibling or a younger sibling, but it feels like a bitter young sibling going, <laughs> I, enough of this. And again, this comes from someone who is also a younger sibling who did get picked on by his sister sometimes. Hi, Jelly. I love you. Um, um, <laughs> so, I just, I just like, because the older brother just kept... He just came off, like, either incredibly cliched or just absolutely nauseating and then the younger brother came off either incredibly cliched or absolutely nauseating (laughs) but he was also like extremely young like it felt like he was playing much younger you know than what that role probably should have been it was just it was really awkward just seeing again how it was presented, not the performances. No, yeah, for I mean, absolutely. Um, what, on another note, with this, um, with this too, I'm trying to think of other. Ca- oh, Jake Johnson. I didn't. Talk, we didn't talk about Jake Johnson. <laughs> we, we we mentioned him briefly, but then we just kind of moved on. Like he's somebody who probably, if if defunct land exists in the Jurassic World universe, he watched the defunct land on Jurassic Park. <laughs> Uh, that that whole bit when he talks about wearing the shirt from the original park (laughs) that old park was legit people died there (laughs) it's like yeah i get people died there but no just end the sentence there just just no the thing is there would be somebody like that there would be jake johnson plays it extremely well um it's just so good <laughs> it's it's just so like when that happens you're just like ah <laughs> yes um i also no, want to give a shout out to to yeah sorry i was saying it's not as bad as when he tries to kiss his co-worker but that's yeah that's a, a, that's a, a whole that's other a, thing that's a whole other thing um i want to give a shout out to omar um i think i'm gonna you know butcher the prince pronunciation 5842 omar sai um who is, you know, I think he's gotten, we were talking about he has a Netflix show. He also appears in the third movie. He's also Bishop in X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. He's getting the bag. He's getting the paycheck. He's good in this movie. You know, he's, he's a good, like, supporting character guy, you know. And he, it was really nice to see him very in good. Dominion. <laughs> you know? It was nice uh, to be like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Just like this dude. I'm so glad you're still alive. How you doing? Um, I, I, I really liked also... Um, I was thinking about this this movie. Is it like all the um, there? There's some uh, like very specific instances that I giggle at in this movie. I think about like the raptors in the jungle sequence. It's a pretty cool sequence, admittedly, mm-hmm. and how one of them gets blown up by a rocket launcher, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Towards the end of that the movie. happens. Yeah, and then there's one that gets like grilled. <laughs> Like, I think about very specific instances like that. Um, But it also makes me think of The Force Awakens, because there are almost, like, timed 
references. Like almost like okay, every so often we got to feed the audience a bit of nostalgia. Okay, mm-hmm. so like there's a certain point in the movie where we see the old visitor center, and then we see the goggles. Oh, and then the kids get the jeep. The jeep, beep beep. Um, you know, and then of course at the end we get uh the queen, the only queen. If you say anybody else. Fuck you. Salute to the queen herself. S- salute to Rexy herself. Uh, what a champ. And comes in and helps Blue and the Mosasaurus take down the Indominus Rex. <laughs> the Indominus Rex. <laughs> I tried to say it like he does in the movie. Speak- <laughs> though, there is that one There's that one reference that's clearly Colin Trevorrow's trying to appease certain type of person who has a very specific kind of opinion to a certain Jurassic sequel, let's say. That is not Joey. <laughs> I'm just going to flat out say it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. He doesn't like the Spinosaurus. Clearly. Clearly he doesn't. I, I imagine him irritated in 2001 going, fuck this. This is stupid. <laughs> I imagine he's in the same, I don't know why he's in Jersey, but he's in the same theater as you. <laughs> He's just, he's, like, he's, he's just like, yeah! And then he just goes, I hate, this kid is so obnoxious. This is terrible. Why would you think that? Yeah! <laughs> he made this. This is obviously all in jest, folks. He's, I have nothing yes, against no. <laughs> Colin Trevorrow is getting the bag. He's successful. I'm happy for him. But he clearly has it out for Joe Johnston-directed dinosaur movies. And I will not stand for this. Okay? No, no, no. Listen. Listen. You think you think Rexy, Rexy and Blue, oh Blue, Dabadi Dabadi is gonna have a chance? No, the Spinosaurus is gonna come in, wipe the floor with everything. End of story. It is basically an action figure, but cooler. It's like an action figure you want to buy. <laughs> yeah, I have it. Yeah. <laughs> I have it proudly displayed um, with the sticker, our, stickers of our podcast, like in front of it. It's appropriate. Um, it's perfect. No, it's it. Listen again, like because Colin Trevorrow, I feel like it's a bad rap, and I'm not trying to like. I love safe, safety not guaranteed, mm-hmm. and I think there's some really cool stuff in this movie, and even in the third movie. Yeah, um, that I liked. I like that they're um, shot on film. I believe they both are. And this movie actually doesn't look terrible. No. Like, for a, like a modern movie, I know there's, for all the complaints people have with some stuff, I'm like, the dinosaurs felt pretty good. Like, there's some scenes with Blue where I'm like, whoa, that's in- that's pretty amazing. Yeah. But, but now it's, like, almost like, okay, this is just, it's, like, the theme of the movie. It's like, okay, this is, okay, what else can you do now? It's just an, another yeah. thing we see all the time now. I think, I think this is, like, truthfully, I would argue, and again, I know... I do. There are things that I still do like about this movie, but I feel like this movie is really, at least for modern, maybe I don't know. It just I think I just it's just a feeling I have. This movie I think is the the one sequel where we all just kind of went. So that's why we shouldn't be doing more of these. <laughs> and listen again, I think that's just the common feeling with all the sequels really after that first one is that people just don't care for them there's the and there's an understandable logic behind maybe the first one should have just been it and then we moved on but then we got all these other movies and you know at least for us we're having a lot of fun with them and then then this one comes around and there's just a lot about it from a narrative standpoint um and a few other 
just choices that are made. It just feels weird. And it just kind of makes you go like, well, maybe, maybe this wasn't like the best start, but you know, it's not, it's not terrible outright. I don't think it is. You know, there's still, there's still things that I have fun with. Um, I like, uh, you know, like you were saying, I like the effects are still really good. Blue is, is cool. I like blue. Blue is definitely cool. Um, the idea of like raptors teaming up with the the humans is is a fun idea. Um, you know, uh, especially because in the previous movies, they're usually the villains. Yeah, of the of all of all those movies, they're the antagonists, at least as far as the dinosaurs are concerned. Like anytime the raptors show up, it's like it's like any other dinosaur. It's not so much like you're fucked, as in oh god. But then when the raptors show up, it's like you're fucked. It's like you're getting chased by Michael Myers, but with scales. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Karen. <laughs> uh, uh, Judy Greer. Judy Greer should have been a uh, one of the dinosaurs. <laughs> Human dinosaur <laughs> hybrid, just Judy Greer, just like. Um, but no, like there's still there's like for for what the movie is, which admittedly I don't think either Joey or I are like huge massive fans of it but there is a lot to appreciate still for what it for what it has to offer and absolutely you know like it i think for like it's definitely one of those movies i think it's i think we i think we're in agreement it's our our least favorite one admittedly yes but well especially because i think there was that figure out of like that last one where we <laughs> where we place that but we'll get to that in a second we're gonna we're gonna i feel like oh, in some ways the third one's third one's gonna be a lengthy ass conversation <laughs> this might be a four-hour episode we'll go full star wars and we won't even mean to it just ends up happening but i mean this movie um i, I think it's my least favorite out of all of them yeah. but if this is the low point that's not terrible I, i'd say Honestly, because some franchises have really bad lows. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I think this is this movie is just fine. It's it's very fine. You like if you watch it with your family, you'll probably have a reasonable enough time with. You, I mean, people clearly did. It made one point six billion dollars, and it, listen, people were tracking this thing to be like eighty to hundred million opening weekend. It made over two hundred million dollars. It beat Avengers. For the biggest yeah. opening weekend of all time, at, only to be beaten by The Force Awakens later that year with a huge, huge, huge opening. But mm -hmm. again, that's um, it's amazing um, to think about that. And um, again, like it reintroduced audiences to Jurassic, the Jurassic movies um, and it all all sorts of things. So I don't think there's really much else we have to say about this one. No, I think I think we I think we covered it really. <laughs> I think we did again. I think we did at the end. At the end of it all, it's it, it's not great, but it's not like the worst thing ever. I think, I think the the best thing about it is that you know it was great to see. I will say it was it was amazing to see the dinosaurs again after you know so many years. Just seeing, oh yeah, especially because we hadn't been on Isla Nublar since the first one. So this it's is true. So it's like when we saw the the T Rex again. I like that they actually built up the T Rex a little bit. Yeah, because like there, because like when we go to the T Rex uh, area of the park, though, I want to end it on this. This is my my nitpicky, um, unimportant little uh, spiel. I want 
a very specific Jurassic Park spin-off film from this. Joey knows this idea, and I want to pitch it right here. So, Kyle Trevorrow, if you're if you're still attached to make more of these, what's going to happen? I don't know, but this is my idea. I want a movie based on the <laughs> Starbucks worker at Jurassic World. <laughs> I because listen, I want to know does does this does this person live on the island? Does this person get? Uh, what's what's the what's the safety video like? What's the training video like? Is there a whole section about what to do if a dinosaur gets out? Maybe. Is there uh like like is there some sort of like extra compensation for working in these kind of conditions? I'm just saying. And again, does this person get provided lodging for for working at the park and then living on this random ass island? Or do they have to commute? Do they take that boat with everybody else just to go to work? These are these are the questions that I want answered in, in a movie. Uh, I, I'm talking feature film. <laughs> I want it to be like Clerks, but with dinosaurs. So, I'm just pitching no, that out. It, I'm just putting it, it out it there. A, work, a workplace comedy. Uh, <laughs> 22 episode seasons. And there's just different shenanigans. <laughs> like, oh no, the pterodons got out. <laughs> Shit. Okay, well, everyone hunker down, get under the tables. <laughs> What's that going to do? I don't know, it's just what the, it's what the paper says. I don't know what to do. There's, there's an episode where that Starbucks worker has a roommate who stole a compi, like one of the little chicken-sized ones. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it was my best friend. And then he wakes up the next morning to try to find his buddy, but his buddy's, like, stomach is, like, you <laughs> know. And you just see the little thing just going. <laughs> but it's, like, no CGI. It's just, like, a cheap-ass-looking puppet. <laughs> And then just the actor, like, with a rig or something, with, like, the open stomach, just going, uh, help me. That would be, that would be incredible. That so, would be incredible. That's how, I, that's how I want to pitch that, because I want to know how well, how well treated these customer service workers are. Because, like, listen, you got to treat your customer service workers well, especially at, like, theme parks, but at the same time, you know, when you're, when you're in a situation where you're on a remote island in Costa Rica, with genetically engineered dinosaur creatures and one that is like actively a monster. <laughs> That's what I have questions. <laughs> and with those questions, which will probably remain unanswered, damn, we were going we we're going to take a break. And when we come back, the park is gone. <gasps> and no, nobody stole it. Nobody can just lift off the park. <laughs> I stuck it in my pocket. It just you know. It's like when, when you talk to people and they go, why doesn't Disney just move out of Florida? <laughs> Do you think this is like your, like your state fair, buddy? <laughs> we're going, we're doing Disney on tour. <laughs> Disney on, can you imagine? Uh, uh, inflatable Pirates of the Caribbean. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, like wiggly, like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just someone with like a, with like a boom box playing all the songs. Like the, the the only intricate ride is Star Tours, but they only have one simulator, so the line is extremely long. <laughs> and then they have like a, a fate, another one next to it, where it's just you sit in a box, and someone goes, <laughs> "Stay tuned, everybody." <laughs> Thank you.
welcome back to two dudes one no feature um (laughs) 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 oh my god so before before we came back to record this next half We were joking about Chris Pratt being the coolest guy ever, obviously. And (laughs) I just was like, you know, he's so much cooler than Joey's favorite Bradley Cooper. (laughs) And see, again, this is why it needs to be a video format. I was thinking about that because uh, our, our our friends at Double Rewind uh, they always have like the the fun video. I was watching them talk about the the one rom com and I was dying. <laughs> like just chills going, you suck. <laughs> as as Steffi's like, I'm not judging you as a person if you like this. It's just it's like you suck. <laughs> But of course, I I don't mean what I say whatsoever, and I say things just to get Joey to react to them. It's almost worse, because I almost (laughs) respect you if you actually, like, believe that shit. Instead, you do it for your own goddamn amusement. You are a child? Yes. You already know know this, though. Anyway. (laughs) You're just saying facts at this point. I'm like, okay. At this point, I'm not telling you anything different. We've tried to have interventions, guys. Listen. (laughs) See, now I'm just picturing, like, other people going, you need to stop. Joey cannot take it anymore. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, stop what? What am I doing? He just can't take it anymore. It's 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 like Richard's like I'm not childish and, he, and you're wearing like a spinny one of those spinny hats you've like a giant ass lollipop. I'm not baby, you're a baby. In any case, um, <laughs> Bradley Cooper is awesome. On that note, yes, for sure. But um, folks, now we're on to the Jurassic World made 1.6 billion dollars. It's one of the biggest movies ever made. Obviously, it's, it was going to get a sequel. And boy howdy, this sequel. <laughs> this is quite this, a sequel. This is one of the... This is probably the most interesting sequel amongst... Not that the other ones aren't, but at least it's one of the most interesting ones. It has... It does borrow a little bit from Lost World in certain instances. Yeah. But at the same time for, for what it is and like... It literally feels like you're getting two movies for the price of one. Like, it's kind of a double feature in itself. It's, it, dude, it makes me, like, again, I think about, like, um, I know I bring this up, uh, The Monster and the Girl, which is, like, a gangster science science fiction horror film noir movie about a guy whose brain gets transplanted into a gorilla or which whatever. It's a beautiful premise. It's an amazing thing. And this movie, <laughs> I think, has some of that energy, you know? Or, um, like, like a, like a From Dusk Till Dawn where it yeah. starts off like uh, two 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 guys getting uh, just trying to get to Mexico so they can uh, escape the police. They go to a bar in Mexico. Turns out the bar, guess what? It's full of vampires. Yeah. So, listen, it's okay. You can, like you can do these kind of crazy hybrid uh, genre movies, and and you have a good time with them. 
this movie, folks, open the door, get off the floor, because the volcano is going off on the island. <laughs> Shit's going down! This is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I don't know that I don't want to do the actual thing. (laughs) (laughs) So just thought. Um, That that music by Michael Giacchino is fantastic on that note. Actually, you know what? That's the thing I want to bring up too is that I actually dig the music that he has um, for these movies. I mean, the first set a Jurassic movie. Like, the music is so iconic in that first movie, but I think it's actually, when you really listen to it, it's actually really pretty solid. Um, really he, solid the, work. Listen, the guy's a machine. He is. Yes. He's a machine. Like, he makes, he, he he's like, he is the John Armstrong of the world. Making yes. great track after great track. And um, he, uh, I mean, obviously he did a lot of great, work for pixar you know i think of the the classic up theme like that my the the track that actually break like married life breaks your heart but i think the track that makes me cry every time i listen to it is carl goes up which is sort of Mm -hmm. a variation on that and he's like flying and i'm just like i'm about to fucking cry we're not even talking about up we're talking about (laughs) schlocky dinosaurs just just listen michael giacchino there's the power of michael giacchino is is immense and not only is he a great composer, but he's also a great director, as we learned not long ago. So, Michael Giacchino, thank you for everything. Werewolf by Night is so good. I'm crying <laughs> over that, and Carl goes up. I'm thinking about the shot. Dude, no, when, the, when like the little kid is playing, and the balloon goes up, and the room... Fuck, man. It's good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Joey, oh Joey's gosh. emotional, but it's okay. It's good. Listen, it's good but to be listen, emotional. But listen, this movie is a different kind of emotion. It is hooting and hollering. Woo! All the monster movie. J.A. Bayona. J.A. Bayona. The king himself returns. The, be- the beautiful, beautiful man. We talked about a previous film of his, A Monster Calls, which, speaking of emotional films, <sighs> Jesus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anytime I think of that movie, I think of Sigourney Weaver standing in her living room with all the the, the heirlooms and priceless stuff and like things in her house wrecked after the the kid broke everything, and then just the emotion at like the actual emotional like insanity happening in that one moment because clearly she is upset that all of her stuff is broken, but then it's like. You know, again, we're not talking about this movie, but just listen. The power of Jay Bayona is <laughs> this guy Jay, man. is amazing, and like people like I think people wonder sometimes, like okay, like because people always think like, oh, you got to have a good story for something, which is true, which yeah. is true, absolutely. And I think this movie has some really good ideas, but I think also the direction of this movie, like the style, this feels like like this this feels like like such like somebody had some thought and like they're like okay we can elevate this a little bit we can try to do something a little different that hasn't really quite been done with jurassic movies up until this point and um it's, I think it's kind of awesome <laughs> it is it's, it is and i think like you notice it from the jump because at least for me i notice it because the aspect ratio is different because yeah. like every other jurassic park movie the aspect ratio is like 
I don't know the specifics, but it's like wide. You see the whole screen. Um, say it's the same with the first three movies. It's the same with both of Colin Trevorrow's movies. There's definitely a much wider aspect ratio there. But with with um, uh, it's cinema c- cinemascope. Uh, this yep. movie is uh, two forty to one. It looks so just from the jump. It's already it already looks different because it's like we're focusing in or something. And yeah, uh, that whole opening sequence is just a monster movie. <laughs> like, it, like it's it feels oh, so man. different. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like it goes back a little bit to that original opening sequence where it's just like these. There's there's some people doing stuff, and then there's a guy that that gets eaten uh, by the Velociraptor, and like with this one, it's just you have these like mysterious fellas one two in a submarine one on land uh there's a rainstorm and jay bayon is just having so much fun with lighting <laughs> like yes like i love the two the two best lighting incidents three really is the first one is when um the it's a, what's it the the mosasaurus thing is that what it's yes. called the mosasaurus uh when the, they're tr- basically they're trying to find the skeleton of the Indominus Rex after it was killed at the end of the first one because right. of nefarious things, and uh, <laughs> they get the bone and the submarine starts backing up, uh, and it t- it turns the it's it it turns the lights off and then behind it you just see the teeth, <laughs> and then the lights of the submarine just go out and you're like oh shit. And then the great the great bit of the one guy like losing the signal connection to the the submarine and the chopper's like look behind you look behind you and he's like what? And then you see like lightning flash and then there's the T-Rex. Then he's gone. Lightning flash there's the T-Rex and then she's gone. And uh it's it's such a great opening. And then uh when the guy thinks he's gotten away and then you just see <laughs> snap dead yeah Oof. it's just it's like what a th- what a thrilling way to open the movie and then you get that cool like thing with the opening logo with the lava coming in oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> it's so fun and then and then it sets up like you know i will say this is the first movie that i think um, at least for me and because like you know the first three movies came out when I was a kid and I was just like ooh dinosaurs, but right. like you don't really think about like the actual narrative structure like what the characters are doing and what it all means until you're older and you can actually right. like understand things. And I yeah. feel like this was really the first one in my adult in my adult age where I watched it and I said I can now see the world aspect of it because now it's asking like what if there was like a, an island with dinosaurs on it like would there be like conversation around that what what would yeah. be what would be the hot button topics because like they sort of address that i mean actually they, they very much address that in lost world they you know with like what are, what is what is the rest of the world gonna think about this um but i think i think with that um with that second one with this one uh, they they really sort of because like there's protests and there's conversations about you know what are we gonna do with these dinosaurs especially because as as we mentioned the 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 Isla Nublar is blowing up yeah the Mount 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 Cibo or is is na- uh, formerly dormant volcano 
now active, very active. Very, very active. And so now it's like, you know, there's a there's a, a, a debate. Like, should these dinosaurs be allowed to die? Should they be transferred to another location so they can live now that they're among us? Because that's always been sort of like under, I think, spoken about under the breath of a lot of these characters is just that, you know, the idea of the dinosaurs as animals versus monsters. You know, that's sort of like, I think, a, a sort of reoccurring thing, obviously. And I think this is this and Lost World, I think, are the two movies where it really cements these are animals. Yeah. Because that's one of my favorite things about these, about these, uh, about the dinosaurs is that, save for like the Indominus Rex, especially, and the Indoraptor, uh, Spiny Boys, kind of in that in that ballpark as Spiny well. Spiny Boys, as much as I love them, Spiny Boy, and that's why I love Spiny Boy, is a movie <laughs> monster. Is a, yeah, like <laughs> like these these are specifically like the movie monster characters or. Or as Alan Grant says in um, Jurassic Park 3, genetic theme park, park monsters. monsters. But then it's like, here comes in the conversation of, okay. Because that's it's like, we always see the visual aspect of the dinosaurs. Not to like tie too deep into this conversation, but I think it's important. But like yeah. on one hand, you know, just going back to that original film, you have the opening scene where they see the brontosaurus eaten the eaten from the tree and it's like oh my god it's beautiful it's it's a dinosaur what and then to juxtapose that we have the scene where the t-rex gets out and it's like fuck and that's really where the the debate aspect of it comes in i think they they really kind of emphasize that a little bit more with the opening portion of this movie because you have, especially, you have those the the sort of scene that bookends the movie with uh, returnee legacy character Doctor Ian Malcolm, um, looking sexy as ever. Yes, um, with his beautiful uh, locks and beard, um, and basically saying like, dinosaurs sh- should be killed by the volcano. And so you have that, but then that's juxtaposed by, you know, at the end of the scene where the characters are trying to get off the island, you have the the Brachiosaurus or whatever, like, stuck on the island. Or when all the when uh, all the dinosaurs are running away and they jump off the side of the cliff just to get off the island. That's so, I mean, the the dinosaurs are like struggling to stay to stay above water, yeah. stay afloat. Um, I think about, like, also, too, because Claire, and this is her, her character, sort of, funny enough, makes me think of Ian Malcolm, where, like, she changes drastically oh, yeah. from movie to movie. But it makes sense, though, because the first movie is sort of an arc where her character is like, okay, these, we need to get the profits up. These are, they're, these are just, this is intellectual property, you know, and all that, blah, blah, blah. In this movie, she is an advocate. She is fighting for these animals' rights, pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, and um, this is where the main just just the movie comes in, where she is invited uh, by the Lockwood Estate, um, which big reveal. Turns out John Hammond wasn't alone. No, was this in the books at all, or is this just something they added for the movies? I, if I had to guess, I think it's just something that they had to add because Richard Attenborough, may he rest in peace, yeah. passed away like I believe in twenty fourteen. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they would have included him if he wanted to be in it. Like, 
I don't know what his health state was like at that point in his life or anything like right. that. I'm sure they would have tried to do something, but you want to have some type of legacy connection. So it's kind of one of those things they have to write it, but whatever. It's what it is. It's right? what it is. It's uh, just it's just yeah. interesting because it's like I, it made me wonder if that was something that maybe was involved in the book somehow that maybe Michael Crichton sort of was like, oh, it wasn't just John Hammond, but you know, it seems like something that could have just been for the movies as well. Yeah, so he was a character that was just added, but James Cromwell is really good as this as as this character. He is very good, yeah. You know, but you get like the sense of like how much he loves these animals, but also the regret, the regret, the immense regret that he feels just because of everything that went down with um with the parks and and all that. Right. Very similar to John Hammond in the Lost World and how he sort of right. felt. Yeah. Right, and he says like at the end of Lost World, he's like, you know, these animals don't need us; they need they need our absence basically, you know, and Lockwood's way of doing that is, well, we're going to put them on an Island, you know, another Island that's not volcanic. (laughs) And, um, that's also where we get, um, Rafe Spall, uh, as Eli Mills, who is the sort of like the manager of, of the, of the estate. Pretty much. He does, he does, you know, he Lockwood wants to get these dinosaurs. He's responsible for that, but there are very specific, about the species of dinosaurs that they are looking for, specifically blue. blue. So Clea has to get the help of coolest guy ever, Owen Bradley Grady. Cooper. Oh, I mean Owen Grady. Sorry. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Bradley? <laughs> Can you imagine how much better <laughs> this whole thing would no, have been? <laughs> no, you know what would happen? Like Bryce Dallas Howard. Like it would have been so damn. Tr- hey, just wanted to get another look at you. <laughs> Yes, dude. I would have been. I would have melted five stars. Five <laughs> fucking stars. Get man. in the meta box. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> five stars. Though it was funny. Speaking of that, when you brought up a star was born, I thought I was. I was surprised you didn't bring up the fact that both Allison and I thought you were going to give both that both of you, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> It is we so it's just, so f- <laughs> and you just, both sent me the spirit of Halloween majestic theater thing, <laughs> which I'm not mad about. No, I've seen it already. Listen, I, I I retweeted that Liza Minnelli outlived Phantom of the Opera. All right, I have a sense of humor about this. <laughs> we know you too well, maybe, maybe too well. Maybe too well. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's just so, funny. So, like, she used to get Chris Pratt's help, and Chris Pratt's like, I don't want to do this. Blue should blow up. I'm like, what, what, where did this come from? Where did this come from? He's just, he he just wants to build his house. He's not cool anymore. I just, like, he's just... But this movie, I feel like, makes it more of a point that, like, no, no, no. He's not... He Okay, but he's an action figure. This, like the other movies, like look how cool this is. And the other one's like, okay, beefcake, right, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like it, made, it almost it more as more fun. With, like with that, not much, but like there's a mm-hmm. little, there's little inklings where it's just like, okay, it's a little more self aware. Yeah, no, it is. I agree with that. Though it almost feels like, like metaphorically speaking, this might be a complicated metaphor, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Like sure. Chris Pratt at this point, like in the first movie, he's Woody. He's 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 the favorite toy. Right then, in this one, you know, in in a new in a, in a sort of new understanding, Andy's looking at him like, "Do I still want to play with him?" 
no. See, what I'm, what I'm <laughs> seeing like, is, is using another Toy Story character. He's Buzz. First, first Jurassic World movie, he thinks he is part of Star Command. Second movie... <laughs> He reali- we realize is everybody you saying are a toy a toy um but i also have to we have to mention too the the newer supporting characters uh justice smith and daniela P- uh, pineda let's listen portray. listen love both of them love both of them so much just justice smith that that kid what a fun career he's had so far like like genuinely like i don't know if like in his personal time he sort of like divulges in like some of this more nerdy stuff that he's associated with with these movies i like to think maybe there's some interest or else he would have done a lot of these projects but it's just really cool to think like he's in the jurassic world movies he's with dinosaurs that's awesome he's hanging out with detective pikachu fun movie uh you know great time and he's in the dungeons and dragons movie which i also heard was a lot of fun um so i mean like i listen that's like a that like if if i was an actor that would be like a dream list of movies i think to just be in all this like that's awesome and then and then oh no go ahead i was gonna say also this character the character is richard purnell (laughs) richard you, you could delete you have me delete this if you want but i'm like this is this is rich. like like there's the scene where where like chris pratt saying i rode in the jungle on a motorcycle with a pack of raptors and, and we're and not he goes, compatible we're not we're, that's me saying i rode on space mountain with the lights on mm, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> no that's not for me i i like i think i think you brought up when we were watching it that i was like like an odd combination of both yes daniela pineda mm-hmm. Yes. And Justice that, Smith's characters. That's fair. Thank um, you for bringing that up. And so when I see it, I'm like, I'm definitely the sort of like nervous, like neurotic aspect maybe of the Justice Justice Smith character. And then I'm the feisty sort of like definitely cooler than everybody else. I'd like to think <laughs> aspect of, of the Danielle Pineda character. Um, I could definitely see it. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. It's what it is. I, but listen, but he has a right to be because these dinosaurs are freaking scary, man. They're scary, and they're trying to eat you, and then you get stuck in a bubble, and you have to get saved by the coolest guy ever. <laughs> it's the worst, man. Uh, but no, I do love, I do love those characters, um, and they're a lot of fun in the movie. I like, I like when the the, the one, um, what's it, the Baryonyx shows up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and Justice Smith just does like his scream, like. Ah! Like it's not even like like he's clearly like out of breath or something because he's already freaking out the whole time. It's so funny. Um, I love when Daniela Pineda goes, "Let's go, beefcake." Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love listen, the feistiness of that character is so fun, and like I love that she gets like she she gets the drop on uh, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> like all the guns are pointed at her, and she's like, "If <laughs> if I don't save this dinosaur, you're fucked." And they're like. Okay, fine. You're but how point. great is, how, how also how great is Ted Levine as that character as, as, as we Ted, Ted Levine is so fun in the movie and I think we got the drop on you, sweetheart. The like again, just the, the Buffalo Bill references just don't stop. No, but the best the best is when he tranquilizes Chris Pratt and goes <laughs> he blows him over. <laughs> Listen, it's so much fun. 
it's so fun. It's, it's gold. <laughs> like it is like, but it's like a it's a B movie in the best possible way. It's it's a B movie that also like has a, it's got some heart. It's 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 got some heart in there because like there's scenes where you're like you're really emotional, like with all the goofy fit. Because listen. If there's a if there's ever a movie that deserves an award for like the goofiest faces people make in the movie, it's this one, and it's not like like just because everyone's having fun and they're just like really really going for it. Like I think of Ted Levine in uh, the scene in the second half of the movie when he's about to be eaten by the Indoraptor and he's like crying, <laughs> but he's like <laughs> like it's face. like the ugliest cry. It's so the ugliest. It's cry. so funny. Or like Bryce Dallas Howard, like driving the tr- like trying to get the truck onto the boat because like the tires stuck, yes. and she's going <laughs> like like the face. She's oh, it's so good. Um, or oh, my favorite one, my favorite one is uh when Justice Smith is uh <laughs> when they're when he and uh Bryce Dallas Howard are stuck in the on the ladder trying to get the thing open. This is after it's already fallen over, <laughs> and, he, and and the and the the baryonyx is sticking its head in, and it's like going, hur, hur, rar, and they're just and you just see his face, and his eyes are just like so wide. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's there's so many screenshots you could take, and you'll get the best faces, and then just Toby Jones, period, the whole time. <laughs> Excuse me, where are the dinosaurs? <laughs> We're not talking about the third one yet. <laughs> well, the, that's Sorry. a good joke. Good joke. No, yeah, you're good. I, I walked right into that one. That's fine. Listen, I deserve Listen, it. You, um, you opened the door. You got on the floor. You just got to walk that dinosaur. <laughs> um, but going over the supporting characters, we also have... Um, let's get back to Lockwood Estate real quick. Because the, the island blow, blows up, which is an amazing sequence as Listen. they're running out. It's incredible. Well, it should it should also just just again because this is like like I, like I was saying earlier like two separate movies in one really right which might yes. sound maybe not like a great thing on paper but it is a lot of fun because like I think I think my initial feelings on the movie is like yes it is two separate movies but they're both very fun <laughs> and I enjoy them quite a bit it's like that first movie is like a disaster movie it's like going going with Jay on his career that first one is the impossible with Naomi Watts. And Ewan McGregor and a little pre-Spider-Man Tom Holland. They're trying to, you know, survive a tsunami. That movie is very emotional, actually. <laughs> it's very good. Um, and then this, and the second one is essentially Jay Bayona, like, digging into his horror roots, like The Orphanage or Penny Dreadful. Like, I'm going to make a fucking haunted house monster movie right now. And I'm going full tilt. We're, we're going to be in this big old spooky-looking, like, cathedral Victorian mansion thing. Um, and we're going to have one specific dinosaur creeping around the whole thing and trying to eat children, <laughs> like full, full on Freddy Krueger. But it's also a fair, I can say to you, it's like a fairy tale because we have the dinosaurs are effectively like dragons. We have a, basically a castle. All right. We have a castle. Chris Pratt is, is a, a plumber. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I still haven't seen it, but I've heard it's fun. All, all this needs is Seth Rogen going. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is also funny too, because because Seth Rogen's in the Fablemans and divorce subplots. Spielberg, you know, woo, woo. <laughs> um, but um, 
But going back to that, though, they, they're betrayed. And this is because the rescue op isn't really a rescue op. No. It is actually an asset recovery. Because, plot twist, Rafe Spall is a bad guy. What? Uh, yeah, I know. It's very it's crazy. You're it, talking the it. detective from Hot Fuzz is also... Mm, it's Farmer's Mums. I knew it. Yes, the author from Life of Pi who interviews <laughs> Irfan Khan. <laughs> Is a bad guy. Um, actually, he's actually not a bad guy in that in Life of Pi. It's just <laughs> funny to reference Life of Pi. I love that movie. Um, but he's a bad guy, and they're recovering all these all these dinosaurs because they're going to auction them off. But there's also another added le- level to this uh, because we have the character of Maisie. Okay, and Maisie Lockwood. Listen to kind of not to cut you off but like just to go back to like the initial thing of like the dinosaurs or animals being like a massive aspect of this movie the other massive aspect is genetics and and Mm -hmm. and cloning like that first movie it's just sort of nonchalantly mentioned oh yeah they're clones you know we made them in a lab and then obviously as the movies go on there's that whole aspect of well now we have Something like the Spinosaurus, which is a bit crazy, but it's a lot of fun. And then you have the Indominus Rex, which is definitely like we just threw a, a, the, everything in the kitchen sink into a into a beaker and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, when it comes to cloning and that whole technology, there's the aspect of human trials. <laughs> and you know, this movie obviously reveals that. Uh, it wasn't just John Hammond who was involved with this whole thing. There's also Lockwood. And Lockwood had other uh, uh, other endeavors that he wanted to accomplish with this thing. Or at least so we know until we talk about the third one. But this is what we believe at this point. But uh, if you would like to uh, talk about that. So, th- th- and the way this movie has it, it's like, it makes you believe that like Lockwood's actual daughter died at a at a young age mm-hmm. and he it almost seems like he had her cloned and it raised this child Maisie to believe that she was the granddaughter of right that i'm not am i yeah well like yeah so the dot lockwood's daughter died of a disease which is still true as we're as we're right. told in this in the third movie um and so lockwood cloned his daughter and raise the daughter as if it was his granddaughter, yes. Basically. Yeah. And, you know. Bath! Uh, <laughs> it's, it's... It... <laughs> I'm glad you finally got that. Queen's English. Queen's English girl! That's the best line of the whole movie. What? Queen's Geraldine, English girl! Geraldine, Geraldine Chaplin. Great. Uh, who's also... Because uh, she was in the last Jay Bayona movie we talked about. So, returning to the show. Uh, wonderful. Yes. Yes. Um, but she's... Um, but Macy's great. Um, who's, who's the a- actor who plays me? I'm just... Uh, sorry. No, you good. Isabella, Isabella Sermon. Um, I- I- Isabella Sermon? Yeah. Okay. Um, who has only done these two movies. The, the Dominion and Fallen Kingdom, as oh. far as movies. That's that, that's a pretty solid way to start your career, I guess. Honestly. I mean, and she's it's good in um, 
both movies. Um, I don't know if she's going to do more. You know, who knows? But whatever she wants great. to do. But I'd be excited to see her. Uh, absolutely. Um, like it, it, it's just great because it finally takes like the 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 idea of like cloning and genetics to an interest a really interesting point. Yeah. You know, it evolves that idea. You know, because it's fun to have the dinosaurs running around, and we do have get a lot of that in this movie. Yeah, and it's it's just it's it's, it's fun. nice when a franchise yeah. can grow. That you, you're sorry. No, no, like I was just saying, like it's nice that it wasn't just an explanation for the dinosaurs existing anymore. Yeah, like it's uh, it's one of those things where at first, like it's, like so many movies, I feel like, or shows even that you just watch and they have like such a really awesome idea that maybe could be expanded upon, but it's just used as the explanation for like the main thing of the movie. I feel like I see that all the time and it's only every so often that like, I feel like that idea is actually like expanded upon or brought forth or done. Cause like most of these movies is like, okay, the dinosaurs exist. Let's exploit the dinosaurs. Like that seems to be the general gist of the sequels. It's like, okay, we're gonna people get onto an island. They get stuck on an island. They have to get off an island, and then there's like a rich dude who's like, "I'm gonna use these dinosaurs for blah." Whether it's uh, a Chicago th- uh, or San Diego, pardon me, San Diego uh, theme park, or it's to use it as uh, a military thing so they can like defeat your enemy. Um, and then, of course, in this movie, the, the dinosaurs are used as like. Uh, you know, selling to the highest bidder of any sort of like country that wants them for whatever kind of warfare stuff. Um, and then of course, uh, it's like, it's, it's a fine enough premise, but it's nice that this movie just goes, you know, that cloning thing. Like, it's kind of wild that we don't, we haven't really talked about that. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, like, I mean, like the ethics aspect is something that's obviously known in a lot of these Jurassic movies, but it takes it to a point in this one where I'm like, it makes you think. And it also connects uh, to the line the line later on that every, a lot of people make fun of. But this movie, there's a dinosaur auction scene with a Donald Trump-looking <laughs> Toby Jones. How can you hate this movie? It's, How can you hate it? It's the most obvious. Like, like, like it, I, it makes me think of like when Pedro Pascal played uh, the villain, Maxi Zeus, in Wonder Woman 1984. He's got the blonde hair. He's like... Like a failed businessman. Life is good, but it could be better. Uh, <laughs> but then you, it's like that, like, I look at that movie, I'm like, that's a pretty, pretty obvious and deserved knock at one of the worst people in the world. Um, but then I go to this movie and I'm like, this is even more obvious. <laughs> like, like Toby Jones, he has the full blonde, it almost looks like a wig. His teeth are like veneers. Uh, he's He's got the worst tan ever. Like, if he started talking, like, doing the hand thing and, like, talking through his puckered lips, I would have just laughed. I would have died. <laughs> like, this is so funny. Thank but, you. But the, the funniest the funniest thing to me, my biggest criticism is the dinosaurs seem to be going for such cheap, like, <laughs> Yeah, I do prices. remember this. <laughs> and I feel like I'm like, if they were just slightly cheaper, I feel like the average person could go on, like, a loan payment plan for some of these dinosaurs. <laughs> it's like, oh, the Stegosaurus is how much? Will you accept a hundred dollars, like for uh, for however long I gotta pay for this? Can we do like a, uh, can I get a loan from a bank and then just kind of work out with you? Can I do like a fifty year payment plan on this Stegosaurus? <laughs> Amazon let me do it. 
I'm just saying. Jeff, see, that's where Jeff Bezos is, is, is evil genius right there. <laughs> Jeff Bezos lets me pay in installments. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, but, this Velociraptor then, is mine for now. But then, but then, of course, we get the Indoraptor, who is so much fun. It is <laughs> scary. It but... looks. It it looks like a like a. It's, it, again, it it looks like a legit monster, like yes, like like take like a normal raptor, and then imagine what a normal raptor would look like in a warped, evil, just like like hell, <laughs> with a big old yellow stripe on the side, like like mm-hmm. it's a freaking yellow jacket, you know? yeah. Oh my gosh, Oof. like. And like, oh, I love, I love the scene when Maisie's trying to like hide from Rafe's ball, and um, she gets a little too close to a very specific cage that's down in the like basement of the house, and then you see a practical, a practical hand stretch out from the cage, and it's the scariest shit. <laughs> it's like people were having fun, maybe clearly. <laughs> But I love that you just touch it, just touches the hair. It's not nothing like extreme, but it's just enough to get her to be like, it's <laughs> like, she's just standing there. She's already crossed the red line that's on the floor. And it's like, no, 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 stop it. Or, oh, the Indoraptor has the best introduction. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, a prize fighter at a boxing match. It's about, oh it's about to come out. Like Toby Jones is like, we got this prototype we're going to show you guys. It's not for sale, but you're going to like it. And you just see, like, shadows. Oh you're seeing, like, the thing go up the, the elevator, just like, <laughs> and you see, like, the tail, the curvature, the silhouette of the mouth, and the jawline, the profile. And it comes out to the great uh, score by Michael Giacchino, and you're like, God damn. It's almost like a King Kong. Like It is, it. yeah. I, I found the here, let me read the quote, uh, a creature of the future made from pieces of the past. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please be warned. This is the perfect hybrid of the two most dangerous wait, wait, creatures that hold ever. On. Can you finish that? But as Donald Trump. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the perfect hybrid <laughs> of the two most dangerous creatures that ever walked the earth. <laughs> we call it the Indoraptor. <laughs> Trump's Indoraptor. It's beautiful. It's the best Indoraptor. In fact, they told me. They, they told me. These guys over here. They told me this is the best Indoraptor we've ever had. Clearly, the best one because it was me. I gave him the money. Henry Wu. <laughs> Henry Wu. I see you. <laughs> My best friend Henry Wu. I like you. Hey, Henry Wu. Look good in turtlenecks. What's up? <laughs> but what I love also too, Henry Wu is like, guys, we can't sell this. This is a prototype. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. They're like, I need money. We need money. <laughs> but He's like you the see greediest how much it's worth. The greediest characters in Jurassic Park, and therefore the most e- truly the most evil. Yes, and I love it for that. <laughs> <laughs> and like the thing gets out, and then what follows is one of the most fun sequences uh, uh, in the whole like franchise. It's just. Oh my. The Indoraptor stalking the house. <laughs> stalking the house, but I love 
every the Indoraptor when like uh like Buffalo Bill is about to pull out the, <laughs> the tooth, tail goes up because that's his his shtick. Tail goes up and he smiles. Uh, he smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jay Bayona is just one of those guys. He just knows. He knows. He knows what's up. He knows how to do this. They're like he simply built different. He simply built different. <laughs> <laughs> That just made me think. I love. Okay, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. The, the, no, I just, uh, I just every scene with this thing, they use it. They maximize the effectiveness. I love it. Could be on all fours. I love it. You, it could be up on two legs. It's just great. But you were saying, uh, it's, it was nothing important. It was just dumb. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, but uh, it made me like when you said built different. It made me think of like a TikTok I saw. <laughs> That's all I was gonna say. Um, but uh, I'll I'll leave that lingering so if anyone listening will be like, what's the TikTok? Um, <laughs> but like uh, the best the best moment in the whole scene is when obviously it gets on top of the house, the moon beautifully lit behind it, the clouds, the music swelling. It's a it's raining, and it just roars, and I'm like, yes, yes. And then it crawls down. That, There's oh. no music whatsoever. It crawls down the side mm-hmm. of the house. Maisie's hiding in her room, in uh, in the bed, covers over. Oh God, it's the boogeyman sort of situation. It crawls into the room. You just see the shadow of it initially. It goes in there through the door. It opens the door because we go harken back to that to the kitchen scene from Jurassic Park, and she's just freaking out, <laughs> and it's just going. <laughs> like it's so terrifying and i love it i love it that's great the, the cool that is the so coolest great guy ever shows up not not bradley cooper but the other one <laughs> the, the the this movie's version of that, I <laughs> we guess. couldn't get bradley cooper. Um, <laughs> it's okay um um but I, I think one of my favorite things when they're in the dinosaur exhibits at lockwood's estate and like the light, like if the lights turn back on or, or like flash, and Macy's looking at the glass, mm-hmm. and she sees the. And the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many just great like bits like that throughout. I love, um, I love when uh, they're on the roof, and they're like trying to. It's like that final moment with the Indoraptor, and then just Bryce Dallas Howard showing the true badass of the movie, just going. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> she's it's so, so she's so it's great. so fun uh i, I apologize <laughs> for the for the audio at that moment but i'll i'll normalize it i'll try to make it better <laughs> but it's like there, there's so many great and then like blue becomes tom cruise basically yes. blues blue, blue uh, goes oh, full tom cruise but uh, they need blue because they need blue to be a good mommy to this to, to these raptors basically they need yeah. a, the new group group of Indoraptors to get learn obedience and loyalty and i love like woo is so confident like oh i bred this myself i'm going all over the place and then <laughs> Danielle like, Pineda's like <laughs> it's basically a sock drawer in there now because i put t-rex blood in it what what <laughs> it's so great We're, uh, we didn't even mention that whole scene where they're trying to get blood for the t-rex uh, that's, that's also a great like tense scene just yeah you know it's great just just you know, it's great but also like blue 
really it really gets the shine here honestly mm-hmm. like as a, as a faces off with with the indoraptor it's it's so cool it just shows why blue is the if if the t-rex from the initial movies was like the symbol of those movies blue is the symbol effectively of this whole franchise of this whole half of the franchise of this trilogy yes yeah um, for sure for sure and blue blue comes in like a champ and she kicks ass she she defeats the indoraptor and saves the day it's that great scene where they're falling again the music's just like <laughs> and it's just slow motion again everyone's having fun and that great mm-hmm. sort of like shot of blue jumping off the indoraptor onto the ground and just roaring and you get that great moment it's it's one of those movies where you're like you understand why people might have an issue with it but at the same time you're like how could you just not have fun with it though it's it's one of the few movies where my love for it grows every time i see it it is so much it is exactly the kind of movie i wish more like big franchise movies were like it is just good (laughs) good old genre fun there are mad scientists, there are uh, di- weird dinosaur hybrids, human clones, haunted houses, islands exploding. It's like we're going to we're going to give you a little bit of everything and we're going to we're going to do it the best we can each time. Uh and then of course it's like having a really no, yes. no, go, you go ahead, you go ahead. It's like a really nice buffet. <laughs> it's like you're going to a nice buffet, but not only that, you're the first person there. So you don't have to deal with the added grossness of other people having touched everything already. That's what I'm talking about. But yes, but like the food's fresh is there. It it just came out. And not and listen, none of it's gourmet. None of, it's it's all just it's like burgers and fries and chicken nuggets and just like fun mac and jello cheese and pizza. Like like dude, I'll never <sighs> forget like this used to be a place called the Grand China Buffet. It's close. It's torn down now, but had they had the best soft serve vanilla ice cream, and I can remember that taste. Like people are like, "Oh, you can't remember the taste." I can remember it. That's what this movie this is. Movie. It is the ice cream from the v- vanilla soft serve ice cream from the Grand Goddamn China Buffet. <sighs> That's the second most emotional <laughs> I've gotten in this episode. <laughs> This just this this movie just brings you back home. It, it's it, it brings bring, you back home. It, but you were saying, um, but then there's the big moment at the end of the movie that really makes this movie stand out because it's like we're really gonna change the game now. Because listen, we've had movies where people go to the island. That was the first movie, the second movie, the third movie, and the fourth movie. But what if we bring the dinosaurs? Here, we start that off with the auction stuff. But now all the auctioneers are either dead, eaten, or they've run away. And some have run away with dinosaurs that they bought. Because the auction does kind of go on as they're trying to figure out how to, you know, get going with everything else. But then, of course, a lot of those dilemmas, like we were talking about, like the, the dinosaurs being animals, being looked at as animals, not monsters, or genetically engineered things. Or... You know, the clone aspect of it, including young Maisie, who just learned, I don't actually have parents. I'm actually this other person that I never really knew. So in comes this moment. 
The dinosaurs are out of the cage. Indoraptor's dead. But they're all stuck in the house and there's a gas leak. So the question is brought up once again. Do we save the dinosaurs or do we let them die? And Claire is, is right there. She's getting ready to push the button. But there's a lot of like, is this a good idea? And she chooses it's not. Until Maisie, also a clone, as she says, they're alive like me. Which a lot of people just make fun of uh, that line. Yeah. And I go, but you know what? It's good enough. It's good it enough. It works. For me. It's, it's good. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on, people. Come on. What about that soft serve? Gotta understand. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, show a little backbone. <laughs> I hate stupid lines in Jurassic movies, Chuck. I hate them. <laughs> it's okay. It's not going to do anything. Um, it's harmless. <laughs> it is harmless. It's harmless. <laughs> Unlike the dinosaurs they unleashed. But anyway. <laughs> so she presses the button. And now Jurassic World goes from being... A description for a theme park to being what the world is actually now. Dinosaurs are in the world. Or as as Jeff Goldblum Goldblum says, welcome to Jurassic World. But listen, listen, we didn't mention the Stiggy Moloch, but as long as the Stiggy Moloch is free roaming around, (laughs) he's got the heart, the hard head. He's like basically the pachycephalo looking thing that helps out Chris Pratt. Uh, best he's, dinosaur he's doing his best. best dinosaur in the movie in my book uh, great dinosaur great A plus no notes um, you know it's like if that's a free that's fine by me and then and then uh, but the, you, the best like we love to see villains like die like the moral universe of Jurassic Park it comes in Toby Jones gets devoured alright and then mm-hmm. Rafe Spall also gets at the end and it's beautiful it's no it does have one shot that you have it that you that you're nitpicky on it (laughs) yes so obviously like the t-rex the t-rex gets involved and the t-rex has a triumphant roar but this triumphant roar looks like it is just cop is like you ever see like a car commercial tie-in for a movie and it's like a more like cheap more maybe a higher frame rate version of a famous scene or something like that. That's what that felt yeah. like. And I get it. You gotta, there might, obviously visual effects are, there's, there's, a t- time cr- there's a time crunch component to it. It's just that moment sticks out to me. In a movie where a lot, there's a lot of really great effects too, by the way. Um, it does, yes. So, like, I'm trying to think, of, like, there, I've seen some great moments with, with Blue. Of course, like, there's like a shot of Blue, like, glistening in the sun. And I'm like, wow, that looks... That's pretty dope, actually. Um, of course, they, like they, the, the lighting in this movie is phenomenal. Ultimately, I'd like mm-hmm. to think. Yeah. Yes, but I also, again, like the Jurassic World component. These animals are freed now, and like the dangers of that. And of course, there's that great shot of Blue looking over like the little community. Like a, <laughs> is that like great like uh, T Rex lion roar off? The Mosasaurus, um, Mosasaurus uh, about to eat some surfers. It looks like, which if you you can't get more B movie than a Mosasaurus eating some surfers. 
like true. like like the thought process of like beach boy song playing while people are surfing and then you just see a giant like that's beautiful to me uh, like <laughs> that's I cinema. Guess, like it is and it's one of my favorite sequels that i've seen in the theater because like i'll never forget seeing this with with feehan and our our friend uh anthony um i we saw it the day before i was about to go to disney world this is 2018 and seeing this movie i'm like this is so much fun it, it's just that's the only like listen there, there's criticisms for like okay character some of the, like owen and claire are not like the most interesting people but they're a little more interesting i would argue here than they are in that first movie and like i just the, these these b movie genre shenanigans that happen is is more than worth it to sit through this it is a lot of fun it's it's at this point it's probably the sequel i've watched the most in this whole franchise i'll put it on sometimes just to fall asleep too because i love it <laughs> it's just like ooh, it, like because like listen i love i love lost world i think it's fun i love three and i have a good time with it not nearly as much as joey does <laughs> but true but you know that's like like when it comes to jurassic world jurassic park three I don't think anyone likes it as much as Joey does. <laughs> there probably is nobody out there. No, I, I I could not name a single person. Um, but I think Fallen Kingdom for me is kind of like that because it is one of those movies. It's just such a fun movie, and it does a lot of cool things, and it actually like bothers to expand on things. Like it does the Last Jedi thing. Like it's like let's expand on this. But that's like that's the thing. These movies are like the sequel trilogy for Jurassic Park, yeah. basically. Like the first yeah. one is a remake of the of the uh, the first Jurassic World is a remake of um, Jurassic Park. Park, kind of like how yep. like um, Force Awakens has very similar plot beats and plot to A New Hope, the basic plot anyway. Um, and then the second one is like the one that a lot of people are like, "Whoa, this is I don't like this one." Like it's this, the one. This is definitively terrible. This is definitively, ob- objectively a bad movie, and it's the one that is my favorite. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's one of those. You know what? So Joey and I like to like to change our letterbox for favorites periodically. May throwing it on there. We should in 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 Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom solidarity. We need to both do this. Yes. So you heard it here first. It's going to happen before this episode comes out. But in May, if you go to our letterbox, <laughs> we will have Fallen Kingdom on there as our four favorites. Just wait and see. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. Yeah, there, there it is. There it is. You're welcome. Uh, but, yeah, like, um, and then the third one we're going to get to. We're going to talk about it. Um, this this was this this is a big one I think for both of us admittedly <laughs> like like we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break give you guys a break and then when we come back we're gonna talk about the third movie in the Jurassic World trilogy stay tuned um we got the drop on you sweetheart <laughs> I'm the coolest guy in the world.
Welcome back, everyone, to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the final, final film in this franchise. We're finally talking about it. We've talked, listen, we've talked about, in our first episode last week, we talked about Jurassic Park. We talked about Lost World. We talked about Jurassic Park 3. And for this episode, you heard us talk about uh, Jurassic World. Here's talk about Fallen Kingdom. And now, to end it all, the final film in the Jurassic Park franchise, Joe Dinny Dan. What is this movie we're talking about? This is a moment. Hi, I'm Maisie. Maisie who? Maisie Jurassic World. <laughs> They're alive, like me. <laughs> Folks, open the door for the last time. Open the door. Last time. Open the door. Get off the floor because there's a, a Giganotosaurus chasing after you. Run. Actually, it might be too late. You're you're in the stomach. You're now. dead. You're, you're, dead. you're dead. You're eaten. You're, you're done. But you know what you could do when you're in when you're in the digestive system. You could walk the dinosaur. <laughs> the dinosaur is walking, so you're in the dinosaur. <laughs> this is this is Jurassic World Dumb Onion. I mean Jurassic World Dominion. Do- Dominion. Like the voting Don't! bill, <laughs> Don't! <laughs> like the like the voting machines, Dominion or address Jurassic World, the minions like It's not a minion thing, but it sounds like one. But I'm gonna do it because it, it's in, in reference to a movie that's also a third. <laughs> Babu Frick, everybody. Babu Frick. Best part of that whole movie. <laughs> but yes. yes. Jurassic World Dominion. It's a, it's a pretty cool title, honestly. Gotta say. This is high. Good titles all around, honestly, yeah. for this trilogy. You got Fallen Kingdom. You got Dominion. And then Jurassic World is a great, like, Jurassic Park continuation title. It's just, it's just, it works. I mean, you know, you got, you got, you got Disneyland, but you also got Disney World. So. There you go. Perfect. It, it falls, it falls in line. So Dominion takes place after the events of Fallen Kingdom, obviously. The dinos are out. The dinos are out there, but much, they've really populated in many areas. Uh, just to throw this out there, we watched the extended edition. That we did. We did. That we did. With the the reinstatement of the prologue, which I liked, that was not in the... Like, I will say, that was probably the most upsetting way to start the movie, when I because I didn't watch it in theaters. Because you, di- you did. You saw it with Feehan, mm-hmm. I imagine. Yep, I um, And uh, I just remember thinking... Because I was admittedly, I was like, okay, you know, it could be fun. It's the last movie. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Because I like I I liked the last one a lot and it has a good setup and I remember they released the prologue which I was like this is really awesome I love this prologue and then um, they released online I mean they released a short film which we actually didn't watch Battle at Big Rock we were going to we've seen it before but we didn't watch it in preparation for this it's good it is good it's, it's good though and so it was like okay all right and then this all of this added with the, added with the the whole talk about Colin Trevorrow what he would have done with star Wars if he was actually, if he actually ended up doing it and everyone's like, this is actually really good compared to what we got. And so there was just a lot, 
of like positive Trevorrowness going around. And then Joey watched it and he's like, I was actually pretty good. Like, I actually had a good time with that. And then I watched the movie when it came out because I was like, I'm going to rent this. And the prologue's gone. It's on a stupid now this thing. And I'm like, what is going on right now? I am so upset. <laughs> so I was like, if we're watching it for this episode, for this show, we're watching the extended version. Thankfully, they released it on disc so I can watch that prologue. And it's still great. Credit to them to putting it on disc in addition like to like because it could have just been like a streaming only thing. Yes. You know, because that happens a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that that whoever pushed for it, I don't know who I'm glad the extended edition is available on physical media. Yes. Any listen, any any opportunity to have, you know, stuff like that on physical media is great. Like I always get bummed out with Shout Factory when they do new four K transfers, but they only do like the theatrical cut. And I'm like I get it, but at the same time, like I would like to see the unrated cut. I'm, I'm happy they put it on Blu-ray at least, but like at the same time, so I was happy. I'm happy that uh, for the disc for for Dominion they released it with the prologue, and and it, it isn't just the only thing that's extended. There are a lot of other little bits here and there that are expanded upon in the movie as well. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out that that's the version we we watch for this episode. Yes, right. So, a few years later, obviously, dinosaurs are all over the place. Um, there are people trying to capture dinosaurs, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, our main leads, um, action figure guy, Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard, and Maisie, uh, live in this cabin. That he was building in the... The action figure was building in, in the last movie, so now they're in the, in the, in the snowy mountains. Chris Pratt is... Uh, trying to save, I believe, well, I assume he's trying to save dinosaurs from poachers, which is a big problem. Yes. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is uh, stealing dinosaurs from like farms and factory places, I guess. And Maisie's just stuck. Yeah. And I told this to Joey when we see like the whole opening bit with Maisie, where she rides on across a bridge, and like you see her like trying to like live in this new existence where she's sort of sheltered from the rest of the world. And I'm like, this is all verbatim. What happens with Jaden Martell's character in the book of Henry. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even realize it until I, cause I watched that movie not long ago and I did, I admittedly was not a fan of it. If you couldn't tell. And, um, when, when I see Maisie, she's sort of dressed similar to Jaden Martell's character and she acts like she's the smartest kid. Like, Again, it's the whole teenager thing. I just don't. Th- I just don't like the way College Road does teenagers. Um, <laughs> and again, coming from me, yeah. Um, but um, it's just it was just so funny that I felt like he's trying to get gain back some of that Book of Henry ness that he had. <laughs> the only thing is that she, if Maisie had to die. And then leave a note to Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard saying, hey, I need you to kill this person for me. (laughs) It's so weird. But uh, yeah, so they're just like living in this cabin. They're all kind of doing stuff. But now but uh, but now it's like, okay, you know, how do we move forward? Because Maisie feels stuck. Maisie does not want to be living in this cabin with these two random redhead people um, that are <laughs> relatively nice, but also like, you know, you know, <laughs> it's like, and then, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard is kind of going back to her old shtick instead of like, like trying to make a, like a more effective difference 
in in the whole dinosaur world. Um, Daniela Pineda and Justice Smith are both looking at her like, you gotta you gotta probably try you gotta do something different. I'm just, I'm just saying. And then Danielle Pineda sadly does not show up anymore, which breaks my heart immensely. But she also, I believe, was probably busy maybe doing Cowboy Bebop, um, which is why. Um, but she's really good in Cowboy Bebop as well in the live action show. Um, at least I think she is. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but I thought she was great. Um, I can't comment because I, I didn't watch it. I, 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 I had a good time with that. I still need to watch the original one because I still have the disc. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Justice Smith joins the CIA and uh, decides to uh, do like dinosaur fighting, not fighting dinosaurs, but like saving dinosaurs from like within the system. Uh, so that's essentially what's going on with our Jurassic World characters. However, we get an added surprise here, a little added bonus, because we also get Jurassic Park characters. The official, we've got full, the legacy sequel has finally caught up. We're finally there because not only do we get Sam Neill, Alan Grant, Laura Dern, Ellie Sattler, and we get uh, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum, we also we also get the best character <laughs> in the whole film. I don't want to bring him up immediately, but I, it needs to be talked about. Lewis Dodson comes back. However... It's not the original actor because the original actor did some really terrible things and we're not bringing him back. We're not going to give him work because that's no, let's not do that. Instead, we are getting Spider-Man's dad, a.k.a. Andrew Garfield's dad <laughs> from the Amazing Spider-Man series to play Lewis Dotson. And Lewis Dotson has his own business called Biasin. It's it's a sin of biology is what it is bias <laughs> or biosin bs <laughs> nice I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a clap i'll, I'll give you a clap you. um <laughs> but oh my oh my goodness um i was i was it was funny because like i remember us talking about it and I don't know if I ever asked you what your thoughts were on, on Dotson being in the movie, or like I think I think you essentially told me what you told me before we watched it this time. It was just like that. What 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 did you say initially? Do you remember? I I feel like because okay, if you don't remember Dodson, I don't I don't blame you because because nobody cares. No, most people who cares. <laughs> Thank you. That, that, that was Thank you. Thank you. I clapped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but unless you're like a really hardcore Jurassic Park fan. You don't know who the, who the fuck this guy is. And especially because it is being played by a different actor, it almost could have just been a different character entirely. It could have just been... A whole, a wholly different person. <clears throat> and the only other hints that you get to him are the fact that the char only character that he really interacts with, his, he, his fate is mimicked, you know, basically. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. Um, but the other big thing with this movie... Uh, and this is where we're going to uh, rewind and go back to um, what Toby Jones said. Excuse me, where are the dinosaurs? This is a movie about bugs. Now, these locusts are mm -hmm. eating a bunch of crops. There's pretty, some pretty harrowing sequences and some really nifty practical effects bugs. Got to give them credit for that as well, some of them. Um, yes, but at the same time... Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is... this. Are we going to get dinosaurs? Forgets that it's about dinosaurs. Our, our dinosaurs in our dinosaur movie? But I will also say the bugs 
do make, I don't know if they would fit in Jurassic Park, but they do make me think of like an, Al, uh, not Alan Grant, a Michael Crichton story. <laughs> Alan Grant just at his speech, like, bugs? <laughs> it, I'm just thinking of Jurassic Park 3. Bugs? <laughs> the things they're are not, worse. They're not insects, they are genetic theme park monsters. Nothing more, and nothing less. Um, but basically, like, it makes me think of something that would be in, like, a, a Michael Crichton book. Maybe not in Jurassic Park, but, like, something I'm like, oh, right. like, this is, like, a science, science fiction-y kind of story where you're like, oh, man, what's gonna happen? Like, genetically engineered prehistoric locusts that are eating the, the world's crops. But, and, like, what's cool about it is that this is where our OG characters come into play. And I do like the way that they're sort of integrated here, because, obviously, Laura Dern's, like, we gotta investigate this. We gotta check this out. She says that like to the T. Exactly. Like Joey's not. Joey's not paraphrasing. I, He's I, absolutely not speaking. Oh, I, I only <laughs> quote directly. Obviously, um. <laughs> I only quote directly. <laughs> that's um. a great. That's great. I only quote directly. Okay. Please put the timestamp in for that because thirteen fifty five. All right. Thank you. Um, so, but then she talks to um, to to Alan Grant, and you know who's they, lonely. Who's lonely? But she's also lonely. Her kids are off in college, and she's divorced. What? But what my question is: Where is Jack, is Jack the parrot, the macaw? Yeah, Alan said my name. Alan. Alan. Name Alan. Alan. Is my name Alan? He used to know me. It, like, listen, it should have swooped in and saved the day. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but basically she's like, are you coming or what? She's like, really like, she wears the pants in this dynamic and Alan Grant. Oh yeah. Like, fine. You know, fine. Fine. We'll figure out what's going on with these locusts and how they connect to a biosyn. Because they which get, I will. Yeah. Oh no, you got Cause they get an invite from Jeff Goldblum, their in-house philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out he's there. He's there with a, with a secret agenda. Yes. Because Biasin is bad. And Lewis Dotson is bad. This is a whole a whole thing going on. And that part is 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 really interesting, which is funny because um the other side of things where Macy gets captured. Okay, because mm-hmm. people want Macy. Okay. Particularly Biosyn, because the like the spoiler like Henry Wu, who now has longer hair and still has the drip. Um, still incredibly sexy, but like in a, in like a almost retired English teacher sort of way. He's, he's like, yes, he's like your college, uh, adjunct college professor. Um, like, like he's, he's tired of having to teach the outsider so many times, but he still loves watching the movie periodically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, like, because he thinks that Macy might hold the key to, el- to eliminating this locust problem that was caused by Biosyn and, and Henry Wu. Um, you know, man, mm-hmm. Henry it's Wu. Like, 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 Henry Wu at this point has finally, like, come to terms with, like, oh, shit, I'm actually not doing good things. I've done a lot of bad things in my time. Um, so, And it's here where we also learn the truth about Macy that um, is sort of a weird, like... Because again, this movie's gonna, it's we're gonna compare it to Rise of Skywalker a lot, as well as it does by everybody. Because in Rise of Skywalker, you're told, well, in Last Jedi or Fallen Kingdom, you're told Last Jedi. one thing, or you're led to believe one thing, and then the next movie tells you what actually is. 
So it's like a, yes. almost a retcon, almost could be a, conceived as a retcon or looked at it that way. I mean, Colin Trevorrow wrote, wrote the, these movies. Both movies. So it's like, so it's like whatever. Weird. And it's still, <laughs> it still has that weird science fiction-y thing, but it also connects back with the other part of this plot, which is that Blue's baby, Beta, who looks so adorable. is the cutest little thing. This cute thing gets captured, and a turn- that that baby is a little foot. That baby, listen. Uh, but listen, like it, it's like Macy and and Beta have a lot in common because they are both conceived of like there's no like s- sex going on. It's just they yeah. they they gave birth. <laughs> it happened. Um, so, yeah. So basically, basically, we are told life found a way officially. Life found a way because uh, Maisie's, uh, who she was cloned after, was actually her real mother. Yes. And she figured out a way to essentially clone herself, but to clone herself in a way that she doesn't have the illness that she has. Right. And so uh, Maisie is born actually by the the mother and not by uh, James Cromwell. And so... It's uh, it's 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 a it's a whole other, it's a whole different it's literally like a completely different explanation. Yes, but it's the it's again it's the connection of um, two two characters that were born in in these really kind of miraculous circumstances. Like they're miracles. Yes, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes, is what they're kind of leading at. So, um, I should we should also note too that Biosyn, which is sort of like the new like the company that's that's in this run by it's yeah run by Doxon, as we find out um but also it's sort of centered in this weird like lost world-esque look like and i say lost world i don't mean like the jurassic park movie i mean there's like like almost like a like like a lost world a literal lost world like you find in like sir arthur conan doyle's um like story like there's some like beautiful shots of the drenatus or drenatosaurus like it's a long-necked dinosaur and it's like it's a beautiful like old school dinosaur kind of shot. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, you see some of the different species that are there. Um, and um, a big thing too, is that we now have dinosaurs with feathers. Yes. Because um, Biosyn, as we're told in one of the extended scenes, I believe one of the extended scenes um, that when they uh, b- breed their own dinosaurs, they go as pure as they possibly can. Right. So, like, we get one of the coolest things in this whole movie, as far as the dinosaurs, is this like swimmy, feathery raptor thing. <laughs> is what I call it. I think is the actual scientific term for it. I know uh, others will disagree, but listen, S- swimmy, feathery <laughs> raptor thing. Um, it's really, it's genuinely really cool when when that when that thing shows up. It it is. I mean, also the the, the Therizinos- Therizinosaurus, um, the, the Wolverine. Lady Deathstrike, like one with a, a Freddy like, Krueger, like the the Daredevil looking, like like. Uh. Yes, I will say that that scene was actually really cool when Claire's like going into the water, and clearly the dinosaur's right behind her, but it can't see her. But it's like so it's trying to like sniff her out, and she's under the water, and he's and it smells her like right at the per- the perfect spot, and just roars at her. I thought that was a really cool moment. Um, the Quetzalcoatlus, um, the giant like sort of pterosaur thing is gigantic and pretty scary um mm-hmm. G- giganotosaurus or it might be giganotosaurus i don't know 
I'll make a correction at the beginning because we say it so many, we'll probably say it, end up saying it so many times. Hey guys, Future Joe here. It's actually Giganotosaurus, but the jig is up. I end up pronouncing it Giganotosaurus, I believe, throughout the rest of this episode. So, uh, so don't get that mad at me. I mean, and besides, the jig is uposaurus is a great name. I like to say Giganotosaurus because I like to say the jig is up. The Giganotosaurus <laughs> is up, bub. <laughs> I'm just picturing you in your everyday life saying that, and it makes me happy. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining uh, the uh after it's dead, at the end of spoiler alert, uh, after it's dead, and the Therizinosaurus <laughs> and the T-Rex going, I don't know how you done it, but I know it, you but I know you done it! it! Um, but also, we forgot to talk about the scene in Malta, which we get to meet Omar Sy again. Uh, good for him, mm-hmm. he gets a paycheck. But also, we get to see Lady Gaga... As a bad guy. Well, it's not really Lady Gaga. But she has these... But the atro- she's got some Lady Gaga energy. She's got some Lady Gaga vibes. It's, it's, it's great. And she's got these Atrociraptors. And it feels like it uses like a similar thing to the Indoraptor with like the laser... Like the point, the targeting system kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... That whole scene in the whole movie is the best scene. Because that, I feel like, is the one scene in the movie that gives you everything you want. Of, from like at least what you were hoping to get after the last movie yep. at least i at least for me it's like the whole thing it's 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 bug focused as far as the narrative is concerned and save for the prologue where we get that great scene after the the 65 million years ago bit where the t-rex goes to the drive-in it doesn't it just doesn't feel like like the whole concept of dinosaurs in the real world is really there necessarily right and so when we get to the scene in Malta, you get literally like a whole black market sequence <laughs> where people are selling dinosaurs like under the table. And we meet DeWanda Wise, who's like the Han Solo of this movie. She's so great. And she's so fun. Um, and uh, we get the amazing Mission Impossible sequence uh, where the raptors are chasing Claire and Owen throughout the streets. That's a lot of fun. Yep. So it just it just for once feels like like I feel like that and then like the one moment at the end of the movie where you see a little kid at a park in DC feeding a dinosaur like the two moments where you really feel like you get that yeah that's probably my 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 major complaint about the whole experience that's absolutely that's absolutely fair yeah I th- I think for me it was like I think I liked it more than the first Jurassic World simply because it was not another I don't think it was another Jurassic park movie necessarily no that might not have given you everything that you wanted i would say you know and it's not like the second movie or the second movie is just batshit insane insanity um <laughs> in the best way but this movie is some fun moments like we talked about like with the therizinosaurus like chasing claire the, Mal- the malta sequence is fun again the prologue is great for this i really oh yeah like i mean i like the stuff with the original characters trying to investigate stuff at this company um, should also mention the character of I think Rams Ramsey Cole, Ramsey, yeah, who's like who's like the second hand to Dodson, Mamadou Ache. He's good in in the movie, but I feel like we've been putting it off far too much, honestly. Because there's dinosaurs, there's some fighting. We'll get to some more details, but we gotta really there's there's bugs, there's bugs. But listen, the big thing in this movie. 
the big thing in this movie. It's not the crossover with two generations of Jurassic actors. No, no, no. No, who cares about that? Screw who that. That's cares? dumb. You saw that shot in the trailer. That's what happens, right? We'll talk about a little bit of that. The, you saw Alan Grant and Owen Grady going, nobody move a muscle. Yeah, cool. Not that. That's not the big thing we're talking about. No. No. Go for it. What is... what? It, tell, tell, tell our audience... What the true big thing is. I can only do it in one way. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if this, see, if it was a video format, you could throw the arms. <laughs> Maybe they heard my arm crack just now. <laughs> Lewis Dodson. Uh, which, which we said, again, he had to be re- recast. Um, so Campbell Scott. Had to be recast. Campbell Scott plays him. And Campbell Scott, and again, it feels like a different character because Dodson only had one scene in the original. And it played a major part in it, obviously, because he gave um, Dennis Nedry, Wayne Knight's character, the, the Barbasol can where you could collect the DNA. Yeah. And infamously, in the Jurassic Park, the D- Barbasol can gets lost, but it doesn't. And it's covered in mud. But but they it's find not. it. Life found they a find way. Because Dodson <laughs> does have that Barbasol can, and apparently Biosyn became huge. Became a big deal, big deal kind of company. But Dogson is really fascinating uh, for maybe the wrong reasons. Uh, yes. Because <laughs> I was thinking, I was getting very heavy Mark Rylance in Don't Look Up vibes, where it feels like they want to make this character like neurodivergent on some level. Yeah. But also like a, a, a cliche, like you were saying Mark Zuckerberg-esque. Like, I, like... Like when I see Mark Zuckerberg at like press conferences, like when he talks about uh, Meta or he talks about like the stuff that people were complaining about with Facebook at like the Supreme Court or like or the Congress you know, hearings and stuff, hearings. yeah, congressional hearings. Yes, um, I was thinking about that because like Dotson, I'm trying to say this without sounding mean, is a dork. <laughs> He's very socially awkward at the very. He's least. very very socially awkward and the way it's just played out through the whole movie like i can't help but laugh because it's so strange it's certainly a choice it's it's certainly a choice you watch the film and and it, like joey can attest to this anytime he shows up even what even when he's not doing anything i just burst out laughing because <laughs> i'm just thinking about what he's gonna do <laughs> or like the way he responds to things like when he's first introduced in the film uh with our with our uh legacy characters it's one of the most awkward meets i've i think i've ever seen characters have in a movie yeah and and it it definitely has that sort of like you were saying like it does feel like they're trying to go for a more like neurodivergent thing which is already off-putting that they're making the villain character that yeah that that's you know as someone who is neurodivergent it's just uh, uh, upsetting you know um it's like i'm also a big guy so like we see we only see all the fat guys being villains and now we get to see the neurodivergent people being bet it's like no stop it it's again and i don't know what the intentions were behind it or anything like that so I don't want to like but it that's what no. the vibe that we got but also we were entertained by this character as well, so we can't like be that upset by it. Also, no. it's kind of no. weird. Like that's the thing. It's, it's 
it's it's a weird catch twenty two. It's it's one of those things. It's like it's so bad that it got so much to the point where it became kind of amazing. <laughs> I mean, we mentioned that the, the arm shaking like scene where he's upset. The, tan- the tantrum the is tantrum. the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> See, for, for me, my favorite thing was when he's stuck in like the subway tube and he's like, again, no, 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 no. There's no like escalation. It's just like extra deadpan or like, I, I love when he's like trying to delete the files and Ramsey's trying to talk to him and he's like, yep. Oh, <laughs> he's like, uh, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. he's, you know, I was twenty. I was I was twenty eight once. I get it. <laughs> I was twenty eight once. When he said that, that killed me. <laughs> it's like, it's it's. I don't know. It's just if that was their intention to kind of like mimic like a Mark Zuckerberg or have like a more neurodivergent character playing, like as the villain of this movie, like because you go to the last one, clearly they're like calling out trump and they're like having some sort of like visual like business bad guy sort of thing and like making like a visual representation with trump and this one it's like it's it's one of those weird situations where like you got to pick your battles you know <laughs> like like if you want to represent like one of these like kind of silicon valley tech nerd kind of guys maybe not do that like, the, maybe not have the villain be that kind of persona. And again, that's not saying that that's what they were going for, but it very much feels like it. Right. And, but again, it's like, it was one of the, it's one of those, one of those choices in the film that the more we watched it, the more we were like, oh my God. <laughs> it, it's almost a case that we have the two dudes Hall of Fame and we put in characters in the Hall of Fame. We have Pistachio Disguise <laughs> there because it's so ridiculous. I could see this yeah. interpretation of Dogson making it into the hall of fame oh this would this would completely trounce the previous version of dotson without a doubt because nobody cares about that dotson nobody who cares who cares see nobody cares about that dotson this dotson however we're like oh my god <laughs> so that there, there's dotson i guess we'll talk a little bit about the crossover of characters like it is slightly nifty but it, it's it's not like when you watch like Force Awakens when you see Rey and Finn interacting with like Han Solo and Chewbacca. There's no, there's no, there's mag- no plot relevance. It's other just than, they're, hey, they're, they're together and they happen to be stuck. Basically, yeah. the only thing that I, I think the most fun things are like when Jeff Goldblum is pointing out you made a promise to a dinosaur. Uh. <laughs> you a baby dinosaur on your back. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, why? <laughs> like that's that's kind of that's kind of fun. Though you know what's funny? Yeah, I feel like part of me, like when I saw the trailer, felt that maybe that was the only because like I feel like I kind of knew that going in from watching the trailer that maybe the only time in the movie where the characters actually get together are like at the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah, because 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 like effectively you have two separate narratives. For a lot of it and then they eventually meet up and it's just like okay yeah i mean it's it's just kind of whatever and then the final battle with the 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 jig is up saurus uh <laughs> the jig is up saurus like it's i think it's the least <laughs> engaging uh you know what was yeah. the what was the uh 
like we were point is that like the most almost somewhat most interesting thing is like when the t-rex goes in front of that circle and it looks like the logo. oh and it does the logo you that you're, like, you're like, like oh my god it did the logo it did the thing <laughs> what <laughs> and it's, it's just, just like wow it's it just like the whole end of the movie just becomes like severely obnoxious but admittedly. it's also just underwhelming the fight yeah. is under the only like nifty thing is when you see like the little feathers on the on the T-Rex cuz it cut, yeah. go, calls back to the beginning of the prologue of the movie um and then like it, it was a kind of a awesome that the Therizinosaurus got to use its like blades but even yeah. then it's just like kind of kind of a whatever and th- I think that was my biggest disappointment with the movie like i think there's enough other like fun like scenes like as far as like action beats that were really good, but like that scene, like come on, like I think about like the other two movies, like even the first Jurassic World, like that big like fight between the blue the T Rex and and the Indominus Rex, like that's actually a really fun sequence, and yeah. I feel like I get my money's worth out of out of that scene. But then you get this, and it's just it has no emotional weight to it. It doesn't feel like it matters all that much. I will say, like, the mo- more exciting things are with the bugs. Like, they try to burn the bugs because they're trying to burn the evidence. And then the bugs, like, swarm out. And they mm. create, like, a forest fire. And the dinosaur, like, <laughs> some amusing things with the dinosaurs. <laughs> but other than that, it's like, eh, okay. Like, I think that's what... Because, like, when I first watched this movie, I, I was not... I was not into it. Yeah. Because, like... I like the 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 one scene it, when you know with the with the raptors chasing everybody and then you got like the whole black market sequence it's kind of like straight out of Star Wars like clearly Colin Trevorrow is trying to you know get some of that Star Wars energy he would have had if he got to make the other movie before Book of Henry came out right and it kind of you know all that stuff happened with that and uh, I liked I liked that scene because there was a lot of cool practical effects there was a lot of great actual effects. I love the way they incorporated the contest winner because um, they had a whole contest where, like, you could if you pay if you donated amount of money to a charity, then you could uh, be getting eaten by a dinosaur in the film. Which I did donate. I could have been in it, but that's okay. Yeah, um, I'm happy for the winner. Um, that was awesome. Um, but it's just like I don't think anything in the movie for me really like resonates with me emotionally. Or, yeah. like, it really, like, hooks me with anything. Because, like, there's a lot of great effects, and there's a lot of stuff to appreciate about it. And it was... And, it, yeah, it's it's awesome to see, you know, uh, Ian Malcolm and Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler all together again after all these years. Like, there's not... Like, you like like if there's one guaranteed thing you can get from nostalgia is just being excited to see characters that you love from years ago together again. Right. And then it's, like, immediately washed away because you don't do anything with them. It's like it's like it's like when you go to like visit someone and they're like showing you their collection and you're like that's really cool and you you appreciate it for what it is there but then like you don't really go any further with it. Yeah. It's like you're looking at museum pieces. You're not really playing with the toys. But, it, but again, it's like what I said to you about that nerd writer. Like it's like it's like a unicorn ha- like unicorn like half blood kind of thing where it's yeah. like you get the thrill of seeing them but it doesn't really like after like maybe the first time you see it or so it it doesn't really resonate, and it's especially yeah. when they it's something like this. It's kind of hollow, uh, even though I don't hate this movie. It it, it does feel kind of hollow. Um, and that yeah, regard. 
the only time a Harry Potter reference is <laughs> is welcome on the show is no, I, 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 yeah, I mainly use. <laughs> it, yes. it was just, it was just, no, it was just funny. Just, it's not you. It's obviously it was in the video, but it was just right. funny. It's yeah, just yeah. funny that that yes. it just made me think of like, it's, it's oh long, yeah, that's from Harry Potter. That's the thing of Harry Potter. It has has had such a cultural relevance that like there's so many phrases that people use that it's just oh like, yeah, it's hard to like pivot away. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's difficult. That's a whole that's a that's, that's a whole other thing too. Oof. But uh, honestly, um, but I think that was that was just the ultimate thing with this is that I just you just wanted more. It it, it funny enough, you know, like I was saying earlier, it does remind me a lot of Rise of Skywalker. It does because I mean, obviously, you know, you're trying to end the whole narrative. I mean, granted. Rise of Skywalker, you know, already was like like there's a lot more that they had to deal with yeah. than uh, Colin Trevorrow had with this, but at the same time, it just felt like, you know, we're at the end, so why don't we just instead of telling like a like a an exciting story, let's um, just tell some kind of interesting amalgamation of different stories that all leads to a giant burst of nostalgic craziness of like let's have because like i will admit like the way the movie opens i think is still really cool because you know we never actually got to see what the dinosaurs at least in this world was like when they originally were on the planet like i remember seeing the little chicken dinosaur was really cool that's a good point and um you know like the movie actually starts off on a good foot but then you know it just the way it kind of the, the paths that it takes doesn't feel like it emotionally like takes you anywhere. It doesn't like feel like it hooks you with really anything other than, Hey, here's these characters. Like it just felt like maybe when they were writing the movie, they weren't, they were, they were focused more on, Oh, we got to have this. We got to like, like yeah. hitting those bullet points as opposed to actually like saying, Hey, let's give a like organic reason for why these characters exist together. Cause, cause the whole time I'm thinking, you know, what would have been really cool is if now that the dinosaurs are in the world, what if we're now like, maybe not like a post apocalyptic world. Cause that would maybe be too much, but now we're in a whole new, we're in actual like Jurassic world where people are having to now live their lives. Now that they're as uh, Henry Wu says in the first movie, now that we're no longer the cat, even so we're still the cat. You know, and so now it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just not as interesting as I, as I hoped it would be, but there is still some cool moments, but I think that's just, it is kind of a whimper of an ending, but yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. But I mean, honestly though, it was really interesting revisiting all three of these movies. It was interesting watching all six of these movies. Well, all six. Yes. But I mean, I honestly think specifically these three though, because just sort of the reputation that they have. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I think it's also a good example, a good thing about like thinking about like the state of modern franchises, basically, mm-hmm. and thinking about like how people respond to things, and also just thinking about how people just want, you know, to be have like a spoon fed exact experience sometimes, and I think that's why mm-hmm. the first movie kind of gets a pass in that regard because it is sort of just it gives you the base level enjoyment. Mm-hmm. The second movie is, is, is sort of veers off a little bit um, as far as what many would expect. And the third movie, um, you know, I think it, it also is kind of like, well, this is what you wanted, right? The new generations of characters to, and the old generation together 
you know, mm-hmm. and maybe feather some feathery dinosaurs and some other stuff. And it's like, okay, but that's not enough. That you gotta get, give us a little more. Um, I think anyway. I think it, it really does kind of. It really is like you said. Yeah, it's like really a good sort of example of franchising in many ways, and like like how that could maybe effectively be it like be approached from a number standpoint more so than like from a creative standpoint yeah like it's funny like going back to um, the planet of the apes like the reboot planet of the apes movies like those movies were clearly made with you know the perspective of someone who loved the franchise from both uh the original director and matt reeves right and wanting wanting to tell sort of a new interpretation of those movies while also giving you what you want like the ape science fiction goofy crazy fun stuff that you get toby kebble just going copa <laughs> you know yeah and it's like you can see that like and i like i i like when you know there's maybe a bit more of a, a humanity i guess not to say these movies don't have humanity uh but i i just wish that maybe it wasn't so much of a numbers game making them but that's gonna happen unfortunately yeah. especially with franchises big budget they want to hit all those sweet spots they know that that typically work but you know it did it, it did make a lot of money this one didn't it like it was it was successful it made a billion yeah so uh, even though this was technically the end i don't imagine they're gonna just stop making jurassic movies i i, f- I feel like they'll try again at some point maybe they'll take a break but i think I think what's, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's not like other, like, I think about, like, superhero franchises. There are so many different kinds of superheroes out there that you have your pick, basically. Yeah. Di- dinosaur movies is very different. You don't really have many options uh, as far it's like, as... It's like Jurassic Park or Godzilla, but Godzilla's not really even a dinosaur movie. But... It's, like, it's like tangentially dinosaur-related. <laughs> You know, and like I think about like highest grossing dinosaur movies of all time, Jurassic Park. All the Jurassic Park movies are up there basically, and then Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, you know, so like these are the only movies, like as far as like major franchises where it's like it gives you dinosaurs, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, one, it's always one of those things I think about where it's like people are like, why are these so successful? I'm like, it's offering something that no other movie does. Like, Dra- like if you, when you think of dinosaur movies, you're not thinking about on any. You're the first thing I think most people can think about is Jurassic. Yeah, you know, like, like, like we were talking about with the original film. Like that movie was so impactful that anytime you see dinosaurs represented in anything else, they typically will sort of look like the way that the T Rex looks in that first film. Um, and uh, it's like. They are. They, it's it's nice. It's nice that these that these movies exist, and I like that they offer like kind of an experience like that. And you know, hey, you get to build more with the theme park stuff as well. As we, there was a Velocicoaster, which which that, you rode. That was insane. Uh, my brother, I watched fa- you ride. My brother's <laughs> face on that ride after it was finished. You just had the biggest like. <laughs> See, I I immediately see it. <laughs> yeah, it it was uh, that I would love to get on that again at some point. But yeah, I think you know there's different things we like about these movies, but also I just think overall looking at all of them, 
uh, all of them overall, it is a really fascinating journey, um, start to finish. It felt like an accomplishment when we finally, when, when the credits rolled for that last one. Yeah. Because honestly, you know, think about like, like, it. It's weird, but it, it did. Think about Star Wars. We didn't watch all the Star Wars movies in preparation. We just sort of just like, you know. We just went off what we knew. What we knew, and I yeah. wa- rewatched like bits and pieces. This, we really did a deep dive on, on this franchise. I mean, we for the other franchise episodes, we do that too. But like this one, it's, it's six movies. So six movies, two episodes. We're doing them months in advance. Months in advance, yes. Spared no expense. <laughs> we spared no expense. But you know what, though? It was, it was you know, for, for my particular feelings that I have with some of these movies, specifically this last one, um, for what it was, for what it's worth, I, I, this was one of the more fun experiences I think I've had on the show. Yeah. As far as just watching the movies, because especially these days, because, you know, we got a lot on our plates with stuff in our regular lives, and so it's nice. I think... It's, it was nice already from the jump because we start with that first movie, which is an iconic, classic film, one of the best movies of our lifetimes, yeah. probably the best movie of our lifetime, according to <laughs> to your list. Um, and uh, then we're also, the thing that's specific for us and maybe a few other people is just that we also find enjoyment from these movies, which most people typically don't. Yep. And so that's something I always like to do on the show as well is like finding movies that I know maybe most people don't give a hoot and a holler about, but you know, we're, we're just sitting here going, these are actually kind of, these aren't as bad as you think they are. There's something in these things. There's something, there's something in the water and we're enjoying it. It's a little sweet. Uh, (laughs) and you know, we find, we find things like good, bad, you know, it was, it was, it felt like a legitimate, you know, sort of experience and like you said like we like because i have never to my knowledge i don't think i've ever actually sat down well no i did once when i bought them all on 4k so that's a lie i'm sorry <laughs> i did watch them all <laughs> uh from beginning to end just to make sure my discs were okay but no I just, this was genuinely like you know for its ups and downs and things we discovered about you know these movies what we i think we discovered about ourselves and the kind of movies that we like i think that's something we've sort of figured out more and more as we go on with the show so i think i think this is a good representation for a lot of things yes absolutely at at the end of the day and so i I do want to ask you one question and you can ask me if you want but that's up to you um how would you how would you rank these all six all six i'm gonna start from the um, from the bottom um uh jurassic world would be at the bottom, followed by bottom. Di- by Dominion. Now this is where things get tricky. This next one would be Jurassic Park, <laughs> Jurassic Park three, though. Oh, oh, that surprises me a little it, bit. It's but listen, Lost World's a really solid movie. It is, but it's, like it's you. <laughs> I know. But it, it, you got you got you got to be honest like weird, with yourself. Almost a weird ish three. Like it's my fa- Jurassic Park three is my favorite in certain respects, but it's also, there's also elements of where I'm just like, okay, this, some of it feels kind of cheap in certain areas and yeah, it, it's short, I, I mean, which is both good I get, and bad. I guess I liken it a bit to like, um, when I would ask you like, Oh Joey, what would be your favorite movie? And you'd be like, Oh, I, I really love, uh, I really love King Kong. And I'm like, 
wrong. It's schlock, and you know it. <laughs> I think it's a good way to. That's a good way to phrase it. Honestly, um, but 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 at the same time, you know, you speak you speak. Your I'll truth, keep going. So. so the next bunch is it's tough because I honestly put Fallen Kingdom and Lost World about at the same level. But uh, tied, their quality, they're extremely well made blockbusters. You might not like the scripts, and it doesn't have the, quite the same magic as the first one, which spoiler alert is going to be number one on my list. Um, it's still they still have something to offer, and they're not just copies of the first movies. So this is true. How about you? Oof. Um, I would say it's almost relatively the same, but I would switch Dominion and World. Mm-hmm. But that's also because I think this is a very very valid thing. World's got my friend Carter, so. That's you're the only person that's allowed to do that. <laughs> so Carter being in it makes it better. Listen, he is also unfortunately in Fan Four Stick, <laughs> but I that makes that movie uh, when that scene shows up a smidge better because I see him. I'm like, there he is. Mm-hmm. I love seeing him. Right. Um, though I think he would admit too. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I think Dominion, it just, it just feels too hollow for me to like have that emotional connection to it, but it has a lot of cool moments and the special effects are fantastic. I think that's the one thing we could say about all these movies is that, um, each movie just gets significantly better with the special effects. Mm. Like it's, it's kind of insane how, how good it all looks, uh, towards the end. Um, the, I would say Jurassic World is the second to last because it it does give me things but like you said it's like kind of base level like yep. you know yep. it's like uh you know here's here's a frozen pizza versus uh, a pizza from like a restaurant like DiGiorno versus <laughs> something else um not that DiGiorno is bad it's not but it's, you know you get what i mean yep but uh that would be next then, then I would probably say Jurassic Park three as well at that point. Um, though I do have I do have some nostalgia for it. Like I remember being a kid with the VHS, playing it all the time uh, with my Bionicles. Like I told Joey about. I might have mentioned that even in the last episode. You did. I don't remember. You did. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay, good. Because yep. mm-hmm. um, that was listen. Bionicles were the shit. I, I love Bionicles. Are they still a thing? I don't know. I don't. I imagine. I hope they are. They should. They should be. But I'm surprised that you have that you that you have Jurassic Park three this long. <laughs> <laughs> it it yeah it is. I would say it's 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 that low only because I don't think I again I, I think it, it just kind of gives me like similar to what Jurassic World gives me. It kind of gives me like the base level of entertainment, but I feel like it gives me more of that. Yeah, and I can enjoy more of that. Absolutely. And I like the characters a lot more. Yes. Kirby Paint and Towel Plus. Fantastic. Amanda. Um, Freaking Selfish Billy. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> Eric, the smart kid. Yes. Who says to his mom, Mom, I've been on an island for eight weeks. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freaking Cooper. <laughs> Mr. Noodle. Udesky. Um, oh. But Udesky. It's a good time. Um, then I think I would probably put Fallen Kingdom above Lost World. That doesn't surprise me. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> but because I do like Lost World, and I think Lost World 
does give me a lot of entertainment value and I do like the characters a lot and it is enough of a different experience and it feels like a natural continuation from the last movie and listen Spielberg even when he's making a movie that isn't like great it's still like incredibly well made yes exactly you know like Spielberg like he's just one of those guys that when he's making movies that aren't like his best he's still making like something amazing so it's it's kind of wild um, and then Fallen Kingdom, because I feel like even though it does take a lot of beats from Lost World, it does feel like its own beast in many ways. It feels like the movie Lost World kind of wanted to be in some ways. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would, I would, argue, I would agree with that. Um, and I feel like Jay Bayona really put for for how much he had to follow, like a, like what uh, Derek Connolly and Kev- Colin Trevorrow wrote in the script and everything. They they allowed him to make like the movies he's best at yeah and you know it's i i feel for fallen kingdom a similar way that i feel for like uh multiverse of madness yeah i like it i like it for who made it and i think who made it did an amazing job making it right that's true and then if and that is just that first one is just amazing it's just like like i said in that in that episode i said it was nearly a perfect movie so Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you just have a great time with it. I mean, we're we're pretty much pretty much on the same page with these, which is which is nice. Yeah, I th- but you know, I think as as time has gone on, I feel like we found, even though I feel like we we do focus a lot on the kind of different viewpoints we have with movies, because like there there there's no question, Joey and I feel differently on in a lot of respects when it comes to movies, but at the same time, we do find that we we tend to enjoy a lot of the same things it's like it's 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 pretty wild honestly like if, when, if you really dig into the show you could probably just be like for for how often they say like they're different they do tend to like like a lot of the same things <laughs> it's like listen we love silly things we like genre things and when you combine those things it's beautiful Oof. Amazing. <laughs> folks, uh, folks, what's your favorite Jurassic movie? What's your favorite dinosaur in these movies? Where are the dinosaurs? All right, where are the dinosaur men? Where? And women. <laughs> and, and everybody. Where are the dinosaur folks? Yes. Where are they? Because we missed them in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, this, this is very, very, very true. Um, do you, li- did you Have you seen Battle of Big Rock? Uh, do you like Camp Cretaceous, the cartoon? I've heard uh, Battle Big Rock is great, and I've heard good things about Camp Crustaceous, I think. Crustaceous. Just whatever it's called. <laughs> it's actually funny because there's a, a, a YouTuber I watch who's like, oh, I think kids are watching Camp Crustaceous here. Uh, <laughs> um, folks, Camp uh, Jurassic. That's what I'm calling it. Folks, it is time to close the door, get off the floor, and go to bed. Because we are no longer walking this dinosaur. That was this week's episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Check us out next time. Have a good night, everyone. And yeah. Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And of course, stay tuned for a brand new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. And I've heard good things about Camp Crustaceous, I think.